All right, all right, all right. What is going on, everybody? And welcome on in to a brand new episode of the Cinema Lords Podcast. Episode number 14, which means if you include our six bonus shows, that means we put us, this will put us at number 20. 20 shows in total. Impressive. Impressive. Uh, it's going pretty quick. Yeah. Wow. I feel like we just started. 20 shows already. But uh, tonight will be uh, episode 14 for the, uh, for the full-length episodes. Um, we got a lot to do today. A lot to do. We're going to be diving around to a couple different topics. We're going to be covering the uh, episode 10 of Andor, which I do know that episode 11 is out today. But we're uh, a day behind in our, in our scheduling. We had a little scheduling conflict, so we're recording a day late this week. But we'll be doing episode 10 tonight, and then we'll be back next week for episode 11. We got our Black Panther review after uh, the three of us all checked it out this weekend, went to it all of us together. Uh, we got a couple of other things as well. Tales of the Jedi, a little White Lotus, a couple of other things too, a little bit of news. So we got a lot to do. Um, but before we dive in, let's go around the horn. We have the usual crew as of late. Uh, we just kind of switched up positions a little bit tonight. Yeah. So we got on the ones and twos, the utility man himself, Mr. Rogers. What's going on, bud? How you doing? How we all doing, everybody? It's good to switch positions up every now and then. You know what I mean? Same position gets a little boring after, Keep things fresh. after times, you know? Um, but yeah, good to be here. Um, I saw some some good content over the last you know, last week or so, and or Black Panther. Uh, saw a great Netflix movie. I'll throw it in for the recommendations, too. I know we've been talking about it. So a lot yep. of good stuff to talk about. So yeah, I'm ready to get into it. And then my co-host tonight, you guys know him well. He's our aficionado of Westeros, but just because uh, that show ends doesn't matter. He drinks and he knows a lot of things, so he's got a lot to share. Yes, sir. Mr. Lukey Baby, what's going on, pal? Doing good, doing good. Uh, yeah, great week. We, we had our first team viewing of a, of a movie all, as a squad to Black Panther 2. Yeah. So hopefully a that's podcast a, outing. Yeah, hopefully that's a uh, tradition that continues. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. And Me and Seth go together a lot. Well, like I said, we'll have to start uh, sending the invite show guys his way. Yeah, yeah, especially just having the whole squad there. It makes yeah. it a... Uh, Thanks for the good vibe. We'll definitely uh, check out some more things that are more up, uh, like Leah's Alley, too. We don't just go see just strictly the comic book movies, you know what I mean? For sure. We see a lot of uh, a lot of different things. But it was, uh, yeah, it was good having you there. First outing. It was a good yeah. time. Yeah, and then excited to get into Tales of the Jedi. Like, watching that one a second time through, there's a lot more to it than I thought initially. And, uh, you know, even they make it hard to even pick out, like, what you're looking at sometimes you don't know what the setting is and yeah uh so there's a little bit more to it when you you look deeper into it so i'm excited to talk a little tales of the jedi as well because i uh, i just finished it up and i enjoyed it a lot i actually i really really liked it so i'm looking forward to getting to that uh before we get into all that stuff i just kind of want to remind everybody of what we announced last week we're going to be doing our uh, first giveaway so for the first 100 subscribers on our youtube uh, channel uh, those 100 people are going to be entered into a raffle, and the winner will be picked, and they will be getting a $40 AMC gift card. Yeah, nice little prize, nice little giveaway. Um, we're going to do the, the raffle right here on the show when we get to 100 subscribers. So like I said, if you're, uh, if you're someone that usually listens on, say, Spotify or iTunes, you know, take it just a minute to go onto YouTube, hit that subscribe button. If you're someone that watches on YouTube, but maybe you haven't made an account, takes two seconds, make an account, smash that subscribe button. And then you're entered into the draw. So as soon as we get to 100 subscribers, which we're a little over halfway there, we gain a couple this week, get to 100, we'll do the raffle right here on the show, and someone will get a nice little gift card, we'll figure out how to get to them, but nice little giveaway for the fans, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a great idea. Um, from there, though, let's, uh, let's start diving into our topics, got lots to do. First thing, I didn't have too much of a news this week, but the only thing I did notice that kind of caught my eye is a, is a movie that I liked growing up that they're finally making a sequel to. It's been uh, talked about a bunch of times. It's Constantine. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the uh, the original Constantine mm. with Keanu Reeves. No. I thought you were going a different direction with that. Ooh. I thought you were talking about a Christmas story, too. Oh, I am excited for a Christmas story. Oh, I'm not going to lie. Almighty. Oh, I'll be there for that. That's like this week, actually, I think. Why is my question to that? But 
that's well, that's a conversation for another day. Yeah, but hey, if they, I don't know, they got the original cast back. I could see it being, uh, I could see it being okay. That's the least they can do. Yeah, I'm interested. Well, you're not in, you're out on that one. No, just let's let's keep the let's keep the classic as it is. Let's just keep let's play it Christmas Day, 24 hours the entire Christmas Day. Yeah, I'll peep in every now and then between eating with the family. You know what I mean? Like, For sure. See different scenes. Like I, I don't see any reason why we have to get out of the way. Like let's let's just keep it where it was. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I'm intrigued by it. It is hard to uh, like follow up one of those quirky like cult you know cult classic movies. You know, like yeah, they're almost like gonna be in, uh, trying to pretend to be themselves a little bit. You know, trying to yeah Im- imitate their first movie rather than actually being original. But that's the risk. We'll see. We'll see we'll if they can see. pull it off. We'll see. Is right. Uh, but yeah, no, I was referring to Constantine. Seth, you seen Constantine? No, Keanu Reeves. One time, like so long ago, that it's it's not in my memory anymore. Yeah, I liked it. I I, I always enjoyed it, but they're making a sequel to it. Finally, Keanu Reeves is back. It seems like Keanu is just diving into. They redid the Matrix. Yeah, he they just did another going. John Wick sequel. John Wick Four. Yeah. He just didn't stop, man. But yeah, now they're doing a uh, second Constantine movie. And the first one, uh, it was rated R, but it was like very mildly rated R. You know what I mean? It was just like. And the director himself kind of was just like, this new one was just like, yo, this this is going to be like that first go around. Like, we're going to earn that R rating, basically. I was like, all right, word, I'm in for that. Let's go. But uh, I'm looking forward to that. I always like Keanu Reeves. He seems like the, just like the general man. I've never heard a bad thing about him. Seems like everybody just loves that guy. Very just down to earth guy. What's that yeah. about? Is it sounds like vampires or something? Yeah, yeah he's like a, he's basically like an exorcist, like demon fighter kind of a thing. Cool. But uh, he's got some problems. He's a bit of a booze bag. He fucking smokes like a chimney. Hey. Yeah, but he like uh, he I get basically it. fights demons from the afternoon world and stuff. Does <laughs> a lot of it. <laughs> It's a, it's a good movie, though. And fucking Keanu Reeves, like I said, I love Keanu Reeves. I'm always down to watch him. He's in a lot of my uh, low-key fears, especially like growing up. Like I loved Hardball. It's one of my favorite movies. Love Hardball. Mm-hmm. Shout out G-Baby. Yep. And then uh, The Replacements is another one. I fucking Shane Falco. <laughs> Footsteps Falco from Ohio State, baby. Yep. Chicks take scars. Glory lasts forever. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. I've seen it like a billion times. It's a great fucking movie. That is classic. Um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That's yeah, one of my yes, family, yep, yep. family classics. Yeah, that is a good one. That is a good one. I haven't seen Whoa. it in a while. Strange to, things uh, are afoot at the Circle K. <laughs> Whoa. Speed too was a banger back in the day. Young, yep. young Sandra Bullock too. Yeah, he's in a lot of bangers. A lot of bangers. Uh, but that was really all I had for news this week. Other than that, I didn't see too much else. Did you guys? Uh, do you guys have anything? No, nah, not much I can think of. No, nah, I didn't see. There was a slow week as far as that stuff. Not much like as far as announcements or anything like that goes. Yeah. That was the only thing that caught my eye. John Wick Four, like you mentioned for a second there, I think. I think there was a new was a new trailer or something like that, right? Yeah. Newest trailer. Yeah. I still got to finish. Uh, I haven't seen the third one. I've seen the first two. Liked them. Those movies that are just like pure action. I got. I got to be like in the mood for. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm guessing that's what Constantine's like too. Uh, yeah. sort of. Yeah, yeah. It is like a. It is like a. I think it's technically a DC comic actually. <laughs> Cool. Um, but fucking it is, yeah, it is. But it's good, you know. Which is good for Keanu, who did that. You know, yeah, know, he, he's not a totally like dramatic actor. As as much as we all love him, I don't think he no, pulls true. those off. So that's true. Shia LaBeouf, I remember being in the in the first one. He had a small role. I think he was a guy like the cat, uh, the taxi driver for. Uh, he basically that's about Constantine. That's his name is John. I think it's John Constantine. <laughs> but uh, he rolls around like via cab, and Shia LaBeouf that's his driver. Cool. But, uh, <laughs> that's that's young Shia LaBeouf. Nice. Um, but from there, I wanted to go into a couple things that we mentioned last week. Uh, we can do, I know White Lotus. What did you guys, did you guys have the chance to check out White Lotus? I know you were watching the first season. Yeah, finished, finished the first season. You finished the first season. Yeah. What did you think of the first season? Um, 
I was expecting a little bit more at the end, but it was yeah. kind of th- it threw me off guard in a funny way. Like I don't know, I found it funny that you know, spoiler alert, like the the hotel attendee, like he just has an absolute downward spiral, Big and time. it just leads to that. But I was kind of hoping there'd be more of a bigger twist with the like the the honeymooners. Yeah, like I was kind of hoping that not hoping, but thinking that like you know something was gonna happen to his wife, or they were at least gonna devote like separate something like that. And if yeah. he went off the deep end and started killing people, I don't know, maybe that would have been a little bit better. Um, so like it was still entertaining. I'm not gonna lie, the first episode and, and the the second season put me to sleep. The it, first episode and the second season, yeah, really. I, I like it didn't really catch me as much. I mean, no I, I shit. Get the idea it's just the two couples. Clearly, there's gonna be something that's going on where they're gonna be battling, but. Like, oh man, I'm way more into the second season than I was the first yeah, one. Yeah, like at least so far, it just didn't it didn't catch me, it, like didn't catch my attention that much. No shit. Yeah, we have to keep checking that out. What about you, Luke? You have I chance? haven't yet. Uh, I did convince Leah, my girlfriend, to to watch it. So there you go. Good start. I will be good catching start. up. Good yeah. start. Good start. Uh, I also means we have to go with her pace a little bit, but I'll I'll catch up. Nice. Yeah. This second season, though, like I said, I'm not gonna give anything away because you guys haven't checked it out yet. But fucking, I'm way more invested into it than I am in the first season. The first season had a couple, a couple storylines I just didn't care about. Where this one, I actually am somewhat invested in all of them at least. And Jennifer Coolidge's character again, man, she fucking cracks me up. Stifler's mom, she is so friggin' funny in this show. Man. It does seem like the storylines are gonna be a little Kills bit, a little bit better too. Like, yeah, like the, like the family from the first one, like the guy has cancer and stuff like, like that. Didn't do much for me. No, as much as I love Sydney Sweeney, she did nothing in that entire season except be mean to her brother for like no yeah. reason at all. Right, her brother was just like kind of like a normal kid, kind of wanted to tag along and stuff because he was yeah. by himself, and she was just being a total dick to him right. all the time. I was just like, all right, I get it. Like sibling, you know, sibling squabbles. But this is kind of intense. Like you're just you're being mean, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Like you're being ugly right now, Sydney Sweet. <laughs> with her friend too. Like there was not really not much of a payoff with that. No, nah, like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry too. Yeah, like, no. that was it. The only thing they did was really bring the drugs for the fucking hotel manager. Right. But yeah, no, I wasn't invested in that one. Even the the honeymooners, I didn't. They didn't do anything for me in the first season. This season, I'm just liking it. I like Chrissy's story. Uh, Chris Moltisante, uh, Megan Perioli. I like yeah. his storyline. I mean, I like his character. Him and the grandfather. I think his dad is uh, his dad's in Scarface too. Yeah, if, if that's uh, like I saw his face, I'm like, I think that guy's from Scarface. Yeah, uh, I, I like both of them. They kind of crack me up. They're a little banter back and forth. He, he's just like a grandpa. He's just like you can tell he's horny almost, grandpa. Yeah, like uh, Robert De Niro <laughs> in Thirty yeah. Grandpa. Yeah. yeah, just hitting on any girl though, any waitress, stewardess, <laughs> anything that walks by, just hitting on. <laughs> Just trying to drop out those last little bits of life. He cracks me up, though. <laughs> got to shoot your shot. You know? Yeah, you got to do it. You got to do it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I liked, I'm, I'm really liking this. I'm really enjoying this season. And after that first season, I was kind of, like I said, I was on the ropes a little bit. But this one's got me a lot more, in, a lot more invested. I will catch up. Yeah, we'll do that, uh, we'll do that next week. Um, let's go to Tales of the Jedi. We mentioned it a little bit. Tales of the Jedi, I actually just finished it today. And I really liked it. I know that Seth said last week when we quickly, I think it was Seth that we quickly talked about it last week, that the second three episodes were a lot better than the first three episodes. Hard agree. These mm. these four, five, and six, I watched all three of them today. I thought they were all bangers, yeah. especially four and five. Four Actually, and five right. I thought were awesome. Four was my favorite one of the group. I thought four was sick. Yeah. Uh, huge vibes to the, the Count Dooku versus um, the Attack of the Clones fight when he fights like Yoda. Yeah. Just like him versus Yaddle, I was like, oh, man, she was fighting the same way, the ship. It was like in a hangar kind of a yeah. thing. Yeah. Thought that. And huge, like, awesome. feet of the force at the end, too. Yeah. Like, just like they kind of went to a force battle for them, too. 
And she's like, uh, you know, I'm not like too into the background of the Star Wars lore, but I do know that she is like a very famous character. Like she's like supposed to be this Jedi master. Like she's, you know, one of the other Yoda, whatever they are. Yeah. But like, I, I was shocked to find out that Count Dooku was the one that put her down. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't see that it was coming gruesome at all. too. It was one of those, like, you think it's just animated, so it's not really that like gruesome looking, but even for like Star Wars terms of like, she was like unarmed and basically yeah. like on her hands and knees. Yeah, and yeah. He's like cross slash. Yeah, like, that was the yeah. final, just the final blow right there. Really. Yeah, that was a cool scene though with him and Palpatine. You could tell that Palpatine was still like really trying to make him earn it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He wasn't. Uh, he he hadn't totally bought in yet. I yeah. love the I love the scene of uh, like Dooku wiping out the Kamino planet from the the Jedi archives and <laughs> yes, and he like, it was, get it like, was like because I remember watching Attack Great of the Clones and they were, yep. like, we can't find it anywhere in the archives this that and the other so it was like just a small one like that I was like oh wow nice perfect tie like, yeah I cool. thought of that too and What's he used the, like someone else's credentials for it which ends up being the guy who gets that blamed was for it his ma- wait no was it who was Count Dooku's master isn't it that guy the guy that started the clone thing or no. Oh, that's a good Because I thought he I called... Maybe not. For a second, I thought in one of those episodes he was calling... Like his Jedi Mace Windu. Yeah. I think Yoda was his Jedi mask. Like, oh, that's right. Star. Yoda says that. My friend. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Because I know Mace, Mace Windu is his apprentice. Like Mace Count Windu, Dooku. Yeah, it's Count Dooku's apprentice. Oh, no so shit. Yeah, Qui-Gon. So yeah, Mace and Qui-Gon. And Qui-Gon. Wow. Yeah. Some studs. I didn't know that either. That's yeah, cool. some studs. Yeah, this is a this whole sh- series is kind of like the coaching tree of Dooku a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, from like football and stuff. They talk about Bill Belichick's coaching tree, yeah. like B- Patricia and McDaniel's and stuff. So you got yeah, you got Dooku to Qui Gon to Obi Wan to Anakin to Ahsoka. It's like a full, and yeah. then apparently Mace is also. So that makes yeah. more sense too. It's, it's like it's almost the show's about Dooku. Yeah, it all kind of relates Dooku, back to him. Dooku and Ahsoka. It was kind of. A- a little bit of each of them. Yeah, I like that too. Though. Like I said, I thought I thought like that was better to me than just like I said. I thought every episode was gonna be individual. This is Count Dooku's episode. Yeah, this is Base Windu's episode. So I like that the first season they focused on like Those, two of them. Yeah, yeah. Built, like built more of a storyline. I like seeing Dooku still having like the crooked handle, but it was just like still like a you know blue fucking blue yeah, saber. Jedi I saber. like yeah. Even that kind of was just like, I like that. It looks fucking cool still, but I always thought his saber was gangster, that fucking crooked yeah. handle. I always yeah. loved that one. And then that, that episode, they never even say his name. Like, you just kind of have to figure out who he is. And um, which one? And for, his, the, it's oh. the second episode, um, the one with him and young Qui-Gon. Okay. But yeah, they, they don't say Qui-Gon's name till the last line. Yeah. They never say Dooku's name, but because we've seen enough of it. I mean, I think the curved lightsaber was the best clue. Yeah, decent in it to do it, too. Brought Liam Neeson in. Yeah, um, was, it was, was cool. I think for that episode, it was Liam Neeson's son, actually. Oh, for the young one? Episode yeah. Episode, like, two? Yep. yep. Wow. They did That's bring in Liam cool. for the other one, where he, he's, yeah, like, Yeah, episode, uh, was it four? Four? Five? Four? Five. Four? Five? Four, five, five. Four, five. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, his, his son, Michael, Michael something. Um, That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, very cool. Just, like, impressive how they, how they made all that work. And they, the guy who voiced Dooku was the same as the guy who voiced him in, uh, in Clone Wars. Okay. Um, so. Bryce Dallas Howard, too. Yeah. Was, uh, was y'all. All right. No shit. I got to finish Clone Wars. That's one that I got pretty far into. I'm in, like, I'm at, like, the end of season two, which is a lot of episodes in all those seasons, but I was enjoying it. I just fall, I fell off. I got to dive deep. back in. They go deep into Star Wars, too. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of characters from, like, the books and stuff that they don't touch in the movies. It's cool seeing all the Jedi's though, fucking and a lot more of those character developments for guys that you don't really like. Plo Koon, Kit Fitzo, yeah. even Mace Windu, 
Like they have a lot more like you don't really see them at all really in the movies except for right. really when they like die basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they all get a lot more screen time in that show. It's cool. I I, I enjoyed Clone Wars from what I've seen so far. Uh, I thought episode six was pretty good too, though. Uh, that was like the last Ahsoka one. She's kind of like hiding out, and I thought that led because we have the Ahsoka series coming on Disney Plus. She's getting her own series, mm. and I think it's going to be. It almost felt. I think it's going to be kind of almost right after where this that episode six kind of like took off, kind of when she fights the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah, which yeah. that was a wicked cool. Yeah, she was. fucking took care of him in two seconds, right. but that was wicked cool the yeah. way that she did it. Right, mm-hmm. fucking whoosh, whoosh, grabbed his own saber, cut yeah. him in half. That was dope. Yeah, they shot that a lot like a like an old samurai film, which apparently is going to be the vibe for the new show too. No shit. It's like yes, yeah, you know. Obviously, there's much more emphasis on like the preparation for the fight, and you got that epic background with like the flames, and they do close up on like the lips and like the fingers and like. All right. And then the whole fight is four blocks and uh, yeah, or four dodges and a block slash. Slice the guy in half. And it was it's badass over. though. It showed yeah. how powerful she is. You know what I mean? This guy yeah. thought he had his hand. He thought it was going to be easy work for him. And he fucking got waxed. Yeah. Waxed. Samurai. But uh, the whole thing I thought was pretty good. I, I definitely, like I said, these four, five, and six I thought were a lot stronger than the first three. Just a lot more intriguing to me. But I, I liked it. I hope they do more of these for sure. Yeah. No, I think it's a good idea. It's a good uh, like testing ground for them to see how people react to um, to certain characters, see what the interest level is, if it's worth making a you know, spin-off series or something, yeah. you know? I'd almost like to see the same thing in episode, I mean, in season two. Like, give me, like, maybe, like, a young Darth Maul going through being a Sith, and then yeah. on the other side, that's when you have, like, Kifitzo or Plo Koon. That'd be cool. You know what I mean? Like, I'd, I'd like to keep seeing, like, what they did in this one, just having one, you know, focus on one side of each, you know. Mace Windu? Yeah, Darth exactly. Maul and Mace Windu? Windu? That'd be cool, too. That'd be sick. Yeah, if they stuck to that six episodes, yeah. I love the animation style. It looks fucking wicked cool. It doesn't even, I don't know. It doesn't feel like you're watching like a cartoon, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's like puddles with reflections and stuff. And yeah. yeah it's very, so detailed. Yeah. It's cool I'm style. really looking forward to that Ahsoka series though. I like I like Ahsoka a lot. More so in the cartoons. And the real action with uh, like Mandalorian appearance and stuff. She's cool. so just like quiet and just like no personality kind of. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I feel like the total opposite like in all the animated things. Like she has a lot of personality, yeah. you know what I mean? She's very like... Loud, kind of rambunctious, you know what I mean? She's not hesitant to spade her opinion and stuff like that, even when she's young. I think when she's young and spunky, she's more yeah, like, like energetic than when she is when, like, the, like how she was in The Mandalorian or, like, Boba Fett, I mean, uh, too. Like, like you said, just older and a lot more kind of down to earth, it seems like. Yeah. I think that her series is going to be kind of showing almost that transition, why it went from this to that, you yeah. know what I mean? She's yeah. obviously got a obviously big we'll have an fit Anakin. against the Jedi. Anakin's yeah. probably what led to her being a little bit more quiet and soft-spoken. Yeah, that's true. Definitely. Yeah. And she was already having... She was out of, like, the council before, like, before the end. I think, like, that's because how clone... I think that happens in Clone Wars. I haven't finished the whole thing, like I said, but I think part of it is, like, her eventually kind of, like, leaving, like, the Jedi Council and stuff like that. She's, like, got a bunch of spats and disagreements with them and shit like that. So I think she kind of like loses trust, kind of in the Jedi's and stuff, and then Anakin turns. But doesn't go full blown Sith. Like loses trust, loses trust, but doesn't turn. Yeah, go. Yeah, side, right, right. And just start killing halflings. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but uh, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing hopefully more of this series. Like I said, I like that idea of Darth Maul and Mace Windu. I feel like that'd be a bomb one. Yeah. I I liked seeing more from Count Dooku though. That was a character that. Didn't have a ton of screen time in that original trilogy, but was like supposedly like this big bad guy for basically, I mean, all of the second movie basically, and then a little bit of the third one kind of before he quickly dies. Yeah, he gets popped off pretty quick. Yeah, they just mentioned that he used to be a Jedi and that he 
like right. betrayed them and like which seems like it's important but they never get into it yeah mm-hmm. it was cool to see like more of uh more of his dealings and stuff like that but it seemed like yeah. it seemed like he uh, had the bad guy in him for a while you know what i mean it seemed like he had yeah. been working for palpatine for a grip already it was a gradual process though too it had to be won over um one thing i was wondering too is uh obviously it seems like the last straw for him is when qui-gon is killed yep and that's that's, that's like the moments leading up to when he kills yaddle hmm. um and he's mad at Darth Sidious for doing that. He's yeah. Like, so it kind of seems like he thought he could still turn Qui Gon to understand their side too. Like he could have been a you know, could have been an asset to them. But um, seems like Darth Sidious wanted to wanted to flip that switch and like made that last little push him over the edge that last yeah. little bit. Yeah. Fucking Qui Gon. He was a G man. I liked Qui Gon. Yeah, legend. Tough, tough go for him. But it was cool to see Liam Neeson back in the back in the role, even if it was animated. Yeah, for him, like two lines. Cool. Yeah. yeah, it really was. It was like two, just two lines, three lines, but it was real quick. It's yeah. cool to see him though. Yeah, a lot of mention, just praising Obi Wan. Basically, Count Dooku was almost just like an almost like annoyed kind of, just like yeah, you keep mentioning how cool this kid is. Like maybe one day I'll meet him. I was just like, Jesus, you haven't even met him. Yeah, <laughs> I hope to meet him one day. Also, you must never be around, huh? I was like, Jesus. Yeah. Um, but from there, uh, I think that's gonna wrap it up for tales. Uh, the next thing I wanted to do was uh, some recommendations, which is going to be kind of for next week. Um, Seth mentioned one of them, actually, if you want to start there, Mitch. I know you already checked it out, All Quiet on the Western Front on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, you already watched it. it. Yep. Um, like you said, Netflix. Not not a lot of well, you know, I didn't know, notice a whole lot of actors. The only one that is, is um, Baron Zemo. Mm. The guy who plays Baron Zemo is yeah. a German guy, typical. What else is new? That's, like, that's all he plays is German guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was the first movie I really saw where, like, the characters like in the movie were speaking a different language, but it wasn't subtitles. Like you know, in Glorious Bastards, you just have they're speaking German and the subtitles. Yeah. This one, they're all speaking German, but it's voice over with like American act like. Okay. American actors are speaking over the German. I got you. You can clearly see that they're speaking a different language. Yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. This is the first one that I really saw that you know they're voiced over with like how they're talking. So it didn't really bother me that much. Like I, I enjoyed it. Um, but the movie overall was phenomenal. It's like you see from the German side of how World War One was, and they're pushed like they're pushed towards Paris. Um, like they go through the story of one soldier. They talk about. Just like the violence that they have in this movie is, it's way, like way more violent than like how like Saving Private Ryan was or anything like that. Like it's very gory. No shit. Wow. They're in like the trench. I love like the trench warfare and everything about World War One. Like, yeah, yeah. To yeah. me, that's way more fascinating than you know like fucking modern warfare and how it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just dropping bombs. Yeah. It was just like I said, just the difference of showing like the the German side and how. Like this whole entire movie, it was two and a, it was a long movie, like two and a half hours long. But I didn't feel like I was bored at any point during it. That's good. Like it was very captive. Um, the like I said, the action scenes were great. It just goes to show like how much of a struggle World War. Like by the end of it, they show like you see this whole movie, and it, it's it's kind of like heartbreaking how it ends. Obviously, how World War One ends, but they they talk about how like at the end all these soldiers died and they moved up like literally like a matter of like a couple hundred yards Jesus Christ like yeah. that was the wow. that was the yeah, biggest push that they had inches. in the western front like, right right they talk about how many people died during world war 1 and it was like yeah the western front they moved up like 100 feet jeez <laughs> and that was it and like the ending like the ending by uh, I was like very surprised by the ending too I don't want to get into it obviously but like highly recommended um it was an awesome movie. Two and a half hours. I didn't feel bored the entire time. Like I absolutely loved it. 
Cool. Nice. So I checked out the trailer. The trailer looked pretty interesting. Yeah. Just because at first these kids are like entering in, it seems like they're going through kind of like just like the you know like the beginning stages of like getting weight in basically for like basic training and stuff. And they're all just like all like giddy with excitement. It's just like yeah, dude, and y'all show- are not going to be giddy for long. <laughs> it shows like like yeah, it's a obviously war. you know the, uh, this is a, a podcast about movies and stuff, but like from a history standpoint, like they talk about they shows like the nationalism of World War One. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. how everybody was jacked up to fight for their country. They yeah. thought it was going to be a quick war. Right, 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 they just right. Had Tim and three other buddies that they're all jacked up to go into the war and like obviously quickly finds out that it's not how it goes. Yeah. Wow. I'm looking forward to watching it. But yeah, check that out. I think we're going to talk about that next week. We'll give it a nice little review and stuff. But high praise from Seth. I'm going to watch it. I know a lot of people have been. It's getting good good reviews. The streaming platform has been putting out some heat this year, man. There's been a lot of straight streaming movies that I've actually really, really enjoyed. So I'm looking forward to checking this one out, too. But there's been a lot of them, man. Prey was awesome. The Adams Project was awesome. There's been a few few bangers on the straight-to-streaming platforms this year. Yeah, Prey was really good. To, to, hear, you, re- to hear you say it's more gory than Saving Private Ryan, though, that's, that's crazy. That's a level. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that is I, crazy. I yeah. thought so. Like I said, it was a lot more in the trenches. Um, yeah. Like I said, I don't want to spoil the movie too much, but yeah, and, and like the heartbreak of it too. Like I was way more like obviously Saving Private Ryan. I'm emotionally attached to the characters, but you do get emotionally attached to the characters, even though they're on the German side and this that. And the other. Like they did a great job with that. Um, yeah, I mean it was it was very captivating. I wish I could get into the end of the movie now, but I'll wait for you guys. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get there next. Like, we'll get there next. By the end of the movie, I was like, oh man, no way. So, it, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Nice. World War One doesn't get enough coverage. Like, no, 1917 was an awesome movie. Yeah. Yeah, it and, was. Uh, and I'm watching uh, I'm watching Peaky Blinders again right now. Yeah, and that, that They all just got out of the war. They're yeah, all, like, yeah. recent veterans, and yeah. they're all fucked up. Yeah. And they, they yeah. all, I think the main character, Tommy Shelby, his entire, like, legion died in died, tunnels. Yeah. Like, him and two other guys yeah. made it out. Like I said, I love that like the trench warfare aspect of it, like that yeah. in World War II. It's like, to me, that's so much more fascinating to me than... Like I said, like you have like you know drones and shit like that that can blow up bases. Like I yeah. love the trench warfare. Even right? fucking World War Two, they had tanks. It was yeah. a fucking and they're, they're showing change. action scenes and it's just it's just guys running through trenches and it's just yeah. like chaos. Like you know what I mean? People's fucking legs are blown off and stuff like that. Like it's like oh man, like this is gritty. This is awesome. <laughs> like, nice. Obviously, you know it's sad and everything, but. Nice. I loved it. I'm looking forward to checking that out. So I would say you guys do too. Like I said, we'll review that next week. We'll give our ratings and stuff. Talk yeah. about it a little bit more in depth. Uh, then the other thing I wanted to recommend comes out tomorrow. It's a thing that I've already mentioned once or twice. It is 1899, and it comes out on Netflix mm. tomorrow. Um, comes out actually when you guys are seeing this, it'll be on Netflix today because we're recording on Wednesday night. You guys will be watching this or hearing this on Thursday. It'll be up on Thursday. Uh, they're dropping nice. all all eight episodes uh, from the creators of Dark, which is one of my all time favorite series. I cannot wait to dive into this this weekend. I'm very very excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. It's coming up. I I'd forgot about it between when you gave us the initial heads up on it and when you mentioned it again last week. But I, I've had this date circled now for for a week. I'm ready. Nice. Ready to I go like for that. It. I'm gonna yep. keep drilling it home to everybody because yep. this is one I am excited to talk about. If it's anything like Dark, man, we're in for a fucking trip. I can tell you that. Yeah, I'm into it. Let's, let's see where it goes. I'm very, very excited to see what they got because it's such a. It's always when you have something, when you put out your first real project, and it's such a fucking smash, and you have that follow up. It's just like, all right, now it's like, yeah, the bar set so high. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, what are we gonna get here? Is it gonna be even close to as good? Because even if it's good, it doesn't have to be as good as Dark was. As long as it's just a good show in its own right. Like I said, Dark's one of my favorite shows of all time. I'm not expecting another one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah, yeah, you got but I'm expecting good things. Right, like we were hoping for House of the Dragon to be great, and good it, call. It exactly. lived up to it. It still it has, did. still has a big, you know, it's not as good yet, but it's same caliber. 
Yep. Hoping for the same for these two shows. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, it's a, um, or like I said, I mentioned actually on a previous episode, but it's a uh, immigrants on a steamship. They're traveling from London to New York, and they get up, they get caught up in a mystery. They come across another another ship that's like basically just like you know stranded at sea, caught up a thing, and it, they get on it, and it's just completely deserted. Hmm. And it seems like kind of things just escalate from there. Cool. But yeah. I'm, I'm very curious to see. Right away, I'm just like, just because I watched Dark, my first thought is I'm like, all right, this ship that you guys came across is like somehow in some way like your own ship. Like mm. it's either a future, it's like a future version of your own ship where you guys are all gone because something happened and now you're just like coming across. Because like, there's time traveling. Oh, there's yeah. a whole lot of time. That's like the whole, the whole series is based on is time. Yep. Uh, but it's very, it's very. I love shit like that, man. Which is honestly kind of like what the MCU is getting into a little bit, as far as like what Kang's going to be doing. Say, time traveling seems to be a big thing going on right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like you know, I, I, we've talked about it with like the Loki series a lot. Like, does Loki and Sylvie killing him at the end of that Loki finale? Does that actually what causes the, like the chain of events to happen? Is that like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That whole is thing, it's like the chicken of the egg, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Before and after is not a real thing anymore. <laughs> exactly right, but yeah. it's a great way to put it. Yeah, that's a great way. Honestly, that is that might be the, that should be the headline for Dark. <laughs> Before yeah. and after yeah. never happened. Yeah. That might be the best thing I've ever heard to describe the Dark show. And you haven't even seen it. I think yeah. I saw some something. Oh, I think it was like the new Indiana Jones movie. The same thing. Like going through like time time travel. travel? Yeah, no shit. Bring in time travel. A lot of time travel. Which I hope so. Because Harrison Ford is probably. Looks like he's yeah. 85 years yeah, old. Yeah. <laughs> no offense to Harrison Ford or anything. If you listen to it, I'm sorry, but it's just like, yeah, who's Indiana Jones at this point? Ugh. I actually just mentioned uh, the Adams Project as far as a streaming movie. That's another one that dealt with you know time travel and stuff like that. And they, I thought they like just knocked it out of the park, especially because like Ryan Reynolds is like the the king of self awareness. So he's almost like when they're explaining the rules of their like time travel in this world, he's like making a mockery of it kind of a thing. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah, like this isn't the MC, this isn't Marvel, this isn't this, this isn't that. It's like this is how this one works. You know what I mean? Kind of a thing. Very funny, you know what I mean? The self-awareness is key. Yep. There's always always little different tweaks, you know what I mean? Yeah, saying whatever the, he knows the v- viewer is thinking. I love it. Back to the Future is one of my all-time fucking favorite movies. I've seen that movie two billion times. You're going to assess seen it with me probably two yeah, fucking hundred times, times, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I fucking love that movie. One of my favorites. It's a classic. Never ever goes out of style. I love that movie. Cracks me up. I've seen I know every single line. I know it's going to happen. I still laugh my ass off. <laughs> I love that fucking movie. It's great. Uh, but I'm very excited to check out 1899. Like I said, tomorrow, eight episodes. Maybe talk about the first few, whatever you guys can dive into if you guys want to check it out this weekend. But we'll talk about whatever you guys get into uh, on the on the next pod, hopefully. Sounds good. Yeah, we got a lot of homework. Yeah, a lot got, of homework. Got a, got got a, a movie. Got, got a lot of homework. White Lotus. Yeah. yeah, whatever whatever you can do, you know what I mean? It's not. Uh, I know there's a lot going on and stuff like that. A lot of shows, a lot of stuff to go around, but whatever you can get to, you can get yeah, to. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. I'll do my best. But uh, I'm excited. I'm definitely excited to check out both of those things. I'm going to check out that movie for sure this weekend. That's one thing, actually, i, I got to say. Steph is pretty much open to watching, like, anything, as long as it looks good. Me and her have gone through a couple of binges where we just watched, like, a bunch of, like, military movies, like, war movies in a row and stuff like that. She, she watches anything. She's down for it, so... Good partner, yeah, yeah, it is, especially for me because I like I'm, I'm the same way, I can consume everything, you know what I mean? Yeah, it can be hard for me and my girlfriend to pick a movie once in a while, it's yeah, gotta, it's got to be a, a mood usually, you know, not as, not as open, but those war movies too, you gotta like, you gotta have like Saving Private Ryan, you, you get like emotionally attached to, yeah, Tom Hanks's character, you know, it's by Private Ryan once they find him, like it's the same thing with this one, I think they do a great job of 
you getting to a point towards the end of the movie where you're emotionally attached to the character. So yeah. you care about him. If you just had a war movie where it's just, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, all the point of it is just, you know, machine guns and people's legs getting blown off and things like that. It's like, right. All right, yeah, I can't really do that. It's, it's the ones where you get emotionally attached to the soldiers. I think yeah. that's what does a great job. Fury's a great one for that, I'd say. You get real real tied to that tank, yeah. that old tank. In 1917. Yeah. Great cast. Pit. Yeah. 1917, you're like... You're following that guy the whole movie, yeah, and you're yeah. into it. That's a cool movie. Yeah, no, that was an awesome one. Um, looking forward to both of those, but yeah, streaming's been popping off. There was a good war one that I think it was on Amazon Prime. It was like uh, I want to say it was either last year or the year before. Lando Bloom was in it. There's a couple of other good people in it, but that one was really, really good. I can't think of the name of it, but right away, as soon as the movie started, I said to Steph, I was like, "This is gonna be a problem" because like they, it was in um, you know modern day. It was like. Um, I think it was like the I think it was uh, Desert Storm, so it was like the uh, like the nineties. I think it was Desert Storm. He's in Black Hawk Down. That's old. No, but, yeah, no. This was, this was a, this was right. a new one. It just came out. Right. It was the first time I'd seen Orlando Bloom in anything in a while too. Because I remember I was like, oh shit, like Orlando Bloom. Mm-hmm. And it was I can't think of the fucking name of it, but right away, like the movie opens and they're uh, they're in the Middle East and they're like they set like the the United States you know base of operations that they have is like right in the middle of this valley, like it's all like mm-hmm. on all sides, it's like hills. I'm just like. This seems like a terrible spot for a base. I was like, right away, I said that, like, as soon as the movie started, I was like, who the fuck thought this was a good idea? Yeah. I was like, we supposed to be have, like, the brightest minds in, like, military <laughs> operations. I was like, you know, it's based on a true story, too. And I was just like, how the fuck did, who set this up? And sure enough, it ends up causing problems later on in the movie, but I was just like, <laughs> I mean, obviously, I was like, I don't know how, I'm like, I'm stunned that this is a real thing. Yeah. Well, this is crazy to me. I'm like, well, this is a terrible, <laughs> terrible setup. You guys never heard you want the high ground? Like... We're just giving everybody the high ground. <laughs> it's over, Anakin. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. But uh, that one, I remember that one being good. I think that was an Amazon Prime one. I want to say that one was that one was really good. I remember like Orlando oh, Bloom was like the uh, like the sergeant too, which I was like because I just think of him kind of like being I don't know very the pretty boy kind of. You yeah. know what I mean? Initial reaction, very hesitant about that. He had a he shaved his head, it was chrome dome, and he was like not like the bad, not like the hard ass, but just kind of like more of like almost like the like the I'm gonna get us home kind of guy, yeah. sort of sergeant. Yeah, there's someone doing good. One. Like Vince Vaughn and Hacksaw Ridge, like yeah, he, he did a good job of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, they, they they pull it off. You know yeah. what I mean? But no, he was. He, I got. I'd have to look the, uh, look up the name of that one, but that one was good too. But uh, yeah, that's that's what we got for recommendations this week. A little bit of homework, like Luki said. Yeah. White Lotus. The fun kind of homework. Yeah, Just yeah, Watching yeah. stuff. <laughs> All was quiet on the Western Front, 1899. Obviously, I know. I mean, I can only speak for me. I'll probably end up banging out almost the entire first season. <laughs> Especially with uh, with a bye week from the Bucks. I'll probably be watching a lot of that shit. Packers play tomorrow, too. So yeah. it could be a good weekend for some homework. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll probably be flying through that. Once me and Steph dig our teeth into something, man, we fucking we rip right through it. <laughs> We just can't help ourselves. But uh, that's going to be, I think, it for our recommendations, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Let's get into uh, the meat. Oh, yeah. Let's go talk to Black Panther, huh? Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever. Yeah. I, we went all, like we said, we all three of us, we went, uh, me, my girl, Steph, Luke, Luke's girl, Leah, Seth, my cousin, Johnny, uh, my buddy, Los, you guys all know, obviously, from the podcast as well. We had a squad. We rolled deep into this thing. Seven people deep. Saturday night, couldn't go opening night. We were at a wedding. Yeah. But uh, great time at the wedding. Shout out to Miles and Vanessa. They watched some of the episodes. Thanks for having us. We had a ball there, too. All three of us were at that. Yeah, that was awesome. Great time. And all great three time. of us. All three of us there, too. We got yep. a squad weekend. Yeah, it was a squad they, weekend. Good thing they reclined those seats because my legs were sore after that one. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Yeah, pod podcast uh, podcast weekend for the boys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we went and checked it out on Saturday, and I got to be honest, I really, really liked it. I had uh, high expectations going into this movie uh, because, A, I loved Black Panther 1 so much, and because, two, they were going to be dealing with such a major topic with the passing of Chadwick Boseman. I was really curious to see how they were going to handle it, and I was kind of just curious to see how they were going to do a movie without him. And I, I had high expectations, and I wasn't let down at all. I, I really, really, really liked this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely liked it. Uh I thought maybe it left a little, I don't know, a little to be desired. I liked the first one a little bit more, um, but that, that's more just like a pacing thing. I think I think it was a little bit slow and like, I liked the first one a little bit more too. Yeah, a little bit more story based than action based. Um, there were things that I liked more about this one though than the first one. Yeah. Also, how uh, how spoilery spoilery are we for this right now? Uh, right now, just give general thoughts and then we'll get more into the spoilers okay. in a second. But okay, so yeah, that's that's all I got. I all right, <laughs> yeah. Moose. Um, just yeah. general thoughts before we dive into spoilers. Overall, so I thought the most, like, you could see kind of during the movie that it seemed like they had a storyline they wanted to go with if Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman was still alive. Yep. Where you could see, like, that was a storyline they were going with regardless, and then they tossed in how they were going to deal with that. So I think they did a good job of combining those two storylines. Like, I feel like a lot of the things with Namor, I feel like they were going to go with anyway. Yeah, we'll get into some spoilers. Yeah, yeah definitely. I think I things agree. happened where we were like, "Yeah, that probably was going to happen anyway." Right. So you could see when they're you know, like going towards the morning of of, uh, of T'Challa that you know they kind of added that into. Um, so overall, I think it was good. I think that led to some some parts of the movie that were a little. I don't know if like bloated is the word, but it, it did seem like it was it was a little too long for my liking. Okay. Was the only thing, but at the same time, and I was talking to Luke before, like. It felt too long, but I'm trying to go over scenes that I feel like they could have scrapped to save 20, 30 minutes, and I couldn't really pick out anything. So that's where I kind of struggle with back and forth. Like, I complain that it's too long, but I don't really know what they could have taken I feel out you, to I feel shorten you up the 20 to 30 minutes. The uh, Yeah, all right. So that's good. From there, we're going to go. If you haven't seen the movie yet, I would suggest uh, leaving now at this point because we're going to start getting into spoilers. Well, one of the first things I would say in regards to that was actually parts that I liked. One of the most surprising things to me in this movie was how big of a role Valentina played. I wasn't expecting yeah, her to she was be. Cool. Yeah. yeah, if you would ask me, like, if like, what were the chances of her being in this movie at all, I would have said like five percent. You know what I mean? I said maybe there was like an end credit scene where she popped in again, but I don't see any reason for her to be in this movie. And it turned out it was the biggest appearance that we've seen from her yet. Because to this point, we've only seen her like in one scene here or there, whether it's Falcon the Winter Soldier or end credit mm. scenes, kind of things like that. Yeah, I only saw her in the Black Widow. I didn't watch uh, Falcon the Winter Soldier. Okay, so yeah, so she, she's in that exposure. as well. Okay, um, but just like one or two scenes here and there, she's like already recruiting John Walker, who's like the new Captain America. Yeah. Um, but this was by far her biggest on-screen appearance. Like she had a good, I'd say, probably like almost twenty minutes. I'd say. She got a promotion. She's like director of the CIA, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she's she's recruiting her own team for sure. She's right. going to be the head of the Thunderbolts, basically. Yeah, she's in a serious position of power that she's shooting higher than that. But she's, dangerous. I thought we she's already dangerous. saw a little bit of uh, just how skillful and how masterful in uh, scheming that she is in this. We find out that her and um, what is it? Uh, the guy from Fargo that I can't think of his name uh, from the first one. 
Officer. Like Lieutenant Ross, I think Ross is his name. Is like Martin Freeman. I know. Yeah, Martin Freeman. There you go. Thank you. Martin Freeman. Double back. Yeah. Martin Freeman. She's working with him mostly for like her entire appearance in this movie. It turns out that they used to be married, actually. But at the scene leaving right. Boston, it finds out you see uh, Martin Freeman. He picks up those the, uh, the Camoyo beads. And it turns out that she had already been there before he was there, traced the Camoyo beads, and like was basically watching yeah, him the them. whole time. Yeah. She's like, oh, man, you savvy, savvy bitch. Mm-hmm. But that's like one thing where I would say those scenes, I think, like, I feel like those, like those scenes could have probably been cut from the movie. That's what as I was far thinking. As time wise, if I had to pick something 20, 30 minutes, it'd be her scene. It would have been that yeah. storyline, I think, entirely. Yeah, I would agree with that. But the thing is, is while that said, I still liked that, so I wouldn't like. To me, I had no problem with the runtime at all. That's just me personally. Most like my, I know, uh, Low said the same thing. Steph said the same thing. I had no problem with the runtime. I actually never once like looked at my phone at the time. I didn't feel like it dragged out at all. Obviously, I love this shit. Those were the scenes that I would go to if you were trying to cut some minutes off. Sure, but like I said, I, I liked it. She didn't like recruit anybody. You no, know, if if they were first scenes were, I'd rather have her stick with like an end credit scene. Even if like an end credit scene was her trying to recruit Namor and he wasn't about it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if that was just the like her extent in the film, I'd be fine with. So yeah, if I had to pick anything to cut out, it would probably be her. But it was still a pleasant surprise, like you said, to see her on the screen for that amount of time. And yeah, it's like. I wasn't expecting her character to be in it even at all. Exactly. She had some actual like character development a little bit. We saw the seer a little bit at work. I think she's going to be a bit of a major player going forward. She's obviously not going to be Kang, but I think we're going to have a lot of other little sub-villains along the way, little side guys, you know what I mean? These these Thunderbolts are like a villain? Yeah, basically Avengers? Suicide yeah. Squad. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So the, it's um, just going to now, it's going to be the, so we just started, actually, no, I'm sorry. We just ended Phase 4 with this movie. Mm-hmm. Ant-Man and the Wasp is the beginning of Phase 5. And we know that Phase 5 is going to end with the Thunderbolts, which is Yelena Belova. She looks like she's going to be the leader. Yeah, I've, I've seen some small stuff on Red it. Guardian, who's from Black like, Widow, he's in it. Yeah. Then you got Bucky. Like they're Dr. Ghosts, bad guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ghost, uh, Taskmaster, yeah. and... Oh, Red Hulk is supposed wow, to be. Wow, what a squad. Yeah, one more. I can't think of who... Oh, and John Walker. There you go. The Captain America oh. guy from the Falcon with the Soldier. Wow. Movies. So. Cool. And I, I thought that that's what they were bringing in Abomination back for, because he's, in the, in the comics, a big part of the Thunderbolts, but they didn't announce him. I don't know if they may be keeping him on the wraps. Maybe he's going to be, like, the guy that they fight or something like that. I don't know. We'll hmm. see. They got to keep some surprises. We Seth and I were saying, too, we wished maybe they, they kept uh, Sherry as a surprise. If they were going to wait until the last 20 minutes to, like, actually use the Black Panther, yep. they maybe could have made it more of a turning point. That's yeah. like the thing we were all waiting for. We knew it was going to happen yeah. by then. You know what I mean? And I was uh, I was honestly a little let down by like the audience too that we were watching it with. I thought so too. Yeah. Like I feel like that that scene being one like I feel like that was one Marvel was expecting like how in Homecoming where all three Spider-Man come out, you know what I mean? Like yes. the whole, like the whole audience were up like yeah, like clapping this that and the other. Yeah. I think they were kind of expecting that to happen with that scene, but maybe it was because they saw like we saw the trailer so we know it was going to happen. Yeah. Where it kind of led away with that. And, like, even uh, Namor saying he's a mutant. I was going to say, that was the biggest one you know, for me I was personally. Like by myself, I was just like, like, as soon as he says, I was like, oh, yeah, yes. I was like, oh, shit. He said it. He said the word mutant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're coming. Yeah, exactly. I was like, <laughs> They're like, real. Yeah. No, nobody, nobody even, like, popped or anything. Like, nobody really said anything about it. So, like, I think the audience, the audience we were with, like. Yeah, that's far over for you. Providence Place, <laughs> if you want the crowd reaction, that's where you got to go. Yeah. That's where we went to for Spider-Man. Yeah, the whole I mean, crowd that was, like was fucking up. nuts. Yeah, that place was crazy. That was like a freaking sports arena, that place. 
Um, let's actually, you know, let's start with the, let's start with the negatives. Cause I only got two. I got a lot of good things I want to say. So I'm going to start with, I only took two things away from this movie that I actually came away and that I, that bothered me that I could really think of. The first one was that there were a few scenes that were, had the, the Game of Thrones syndrome. <laughs> there were a couple scenes that were very, very, very dark. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, why is this so like, just come on, like hit a flashlight, somebody, you know what I mean? I know it was a lot of scenes at night on the water, this, that, and the other thing, but there was a lot of. A couple of scenes that were just too dark for me. Yeah, we're in a perfect movie theater setting. Exactly. If anybody should be able to see it, it should be us right now. But Couldn't agree more. Exactly. Dark plus underwater, too. Like you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, a, it's a bad combination. But it's just like at some point, it's like come on, like we know, like we're all here watching a movie. Just like, we all want to watch the movie. So can you just make the movie visible for us to see, like without having us to be like, the fuck's going on over there? Yeah. But and like I said, only a couple scenes. But that was one thing that definitely stood out to me. And then the other one is a little bit. It almost gets hurt because of how good it was in the first one. The soundtrack in this one was totally flat for me. Back I thought, thereof. yeah, totally, totally, totally flat. I thought the score kind of sucked. And when you have the soundtrack that was in the first one, I, which I think is incredible, I, I the 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 soundtrack in the first movie, all the songs almost hit. They're like almost like a fucking character between the drums, the Kendrick Lamar's. It's it, the movie bangs from start to finish from the soundtrack. This one totally flat, no real like. Oomph. The Rihanna song doesn't play until like the closing credits, so it's like that was like the big song that they kind of put out there on the radio and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Not even an actual like part of the movie or anything. But they te- the best the best part of the music for this entire movie was in the it's in the trailer. It was the No Woman No Cry Kendrick Lamar freaking yeah, remix? That was awesome. That, that was the coolest been the part. Best it was the trailer. trailer I've seen in so like so long. Yeah, like maybe of all time. Yeah, to be hard to think of one, but like that first trailer was phenomenal. Yeah, that, that was sick. I'd say the best character overall in terms of acting i don't know how you guys felt was uh was the queen angela bassett that was angela, one of my biggest takeaways angela bassett like her the scenes that she was in she like she stole unbelievable stole the spotlight a lot of those scenes like what she's in the um like talking to the un right uh, in the beginning like, yep like mm-hmm. well, awesome. talking about loss like i've lost everybody in my family have i not gave every like she's very uh, very emotional and like i thought she was the best in terms of acting, she was the best one in the whole entire movie. I thought she killed it. I couldn't agree more. I thought she was unbelievable. And I thought this movie was filled with very strong performances. I thought Latita Wright did an awesome, awesome job. There was a few times where she, right in the beginning, because the movie opens up with T'Challa's, T'Challa's death. We're doing the whole funeral service, which was, you know, beautiful. Loved it. Looked awesome. The, the Wakanda. I love that they use white as their their color of mourning. Mm-hmm. It's such more of like, Opposite, um, yeah. like, this isn't the end. It's so much more of like, a more peaceful outlook on, you know, passing away and the next life as opposed to, you know, like what we do. It's all black and just like dread. You know what I mean? Right. I like, I love that it's all white. You know what I mean? It's like, it keeps on going, which T'Challa says that, you know, it's just another step. Um, but in that opening scene with Latita Wright, they, they go to the coffin and everything. And she literally like kind of grabs the coffin and she's just crying. I was like fucking heartbroken, man. I, I, a couple yeah. times. Her end scene too, when she's, um, she ends up burning the, her, her funeral clothes. Like her mother, how the queen wanted her to do earlier in the movie. I thought that was an awesome scene too. Again, I thought Latita Wright did a really good job. I thought uh, Lapita Nyong'o again. I thought she did another awesome job as Nakia. I thought she was really, really good. Um, I thought that she had a, a tough role to play given the circumstances that were given to her story that we didn't get to see necessarily. Like she had to deal with a passing husband and stuff like that. You find out at the very, very end, which was very cool that she's now also, you know, a mother of a child by herself, single mom. Yeah. So she was dealing with a lot, a lot of shit. You know what I mean? So I thought she did a really awesome job. I thought that her new, her new suit looked fucking sick. She looked badass. 
Uh, I think I think she's an awesome actress too. But I, this movie was filled with really good performances. But I agree, Angela Bassett to me, yeah. the speech like you said, um, that's the she's scene. So that's with it. That's the scene where she's firing a Koye, which yeah. is a tough scene for me because Koye is my girl. But she ends up you know firing a Koye just because you know she's. Basically, they think that Shuri's gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's a already lot the, lost everybody. A lot of the scenes at the beginning with the funeral, like we were saying with Shuri, like, I feel like they were acting more of reacting to Chadwick Boseman passing away mm-hmm. and not how, you know. Yeah, it is such a crazy scenario. Like, Shuri, like, uh, Shuri was a big one to me that it almost seemed like she, like, it was just much more natural because she was, it was almost like she was treating, like, uh, to child, like a Chadwick Boseman passing away. Yeah, it not is. It's a it's a very very crazy scenario where that happens. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like you know when Tony Stark dies. It's like all right, Tony. Like <laughs> it was great working with you, Robert Downey Jr. See you next time. You know what I mean? On a project down the line somewhere. So this guy actually you know passed away. It's it's a very weird circumstance. Um, like I said, outstanding performances. That was one of my big things. All those all those ladies, like I said, uh, I liked the introduction of Riri Williams a lot. I thought she was awesome. I'm very intrigued to see her in Ironheart. Her suit's badass, too. Yep, yep. She, yeah. I, I liked it. I'm not going to lie, though. That Mach 1 suit of hers that she got rid of pretty quick, I really liked it. I thought it was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Her version of Simplistic, uh, like but... Afghanistan Tony Stark yeah. thing. Yeah. Yes, yes. That I liked cool. that one. And, and Her um, whole shop was cool. And like her, just her vibe, like her little makeshift, like smartest person in the world yep. lab was sick. Yeah. And like shaking down that guy for a thousand bucks for like robotics uh help on his project and like i don't know it was just kind of cool very like young tony yeah yeah you're right i agree i liked her a lot i really enjoyed uh i, I had a feeling i was gonna like her character and i, I wasn't let down I, I really liked her and then i thought they kind of gave her uh sort of like in a big moment because when you get to that end battle scene there she has her her mark ii suit which is the one that seth was referring to pretty pretty badass suit and the like the fight kind of starts off she's the one that's battling namor which i feel was like a lot of pressure you know what i mean it's like hey you're a brand new hero you just kind of fucking started this whole thing like two seconds ago but yeah hopefully you you're gonna go suit well <laughs> yeah no kidding i was just like all right she held her own for a fucking few minutes there right and that's one of the um actually i mentioned earlier there was a couple things that i liked I like the first one better, like you said. There was a couple things that I liked about this one better. That end fight scene, I, I like a lot better in this one than I do in the first one. Yeah, that was cool. And uh, like their use of that, I forgot the name of it, but that like blue suit that. Oh, that uh, Okoye, Okoye, and then the, the new character. What got it was um was it Nakia? I think it was maybe. I think it was Nakia. I want to say. They they didn't do a great job of like I don't know making us remember all of them because it is hard since like they have. Uh, yeah, like uniform of being like bald and like, Dora Milaje. Yeah, yeah so yeah. it's it's hard to like tell the difference between them. But I thought it was weird that they introduced that new difficult. one, which I, I'm almost positive her name was like Nakia. I'm almost positive that her name was Nakia. But they introduced her as like the new one. She gets one of those blue suits too, and then Ao was one character that we had already been introduced to a couple times, and she almost got like no screen time in this movie. She kind of just got yeah thrown thrown to the side. Yeah. Just. Like um like we mentioned like the queen fires Akoya at one point so there's a new like general and it ends up being Ao but like it's not even mentioned it's not like hey you're the, you know what I mean right. we just see her later and she's got the gold and she's like in charge clearly right but she was in a character that we've already seen a few other times in other projects and stuff and she just got kind of thrown to the side in this one for that new character yeah that's a good point so there's Nakia and Nikia. Anika is the other one huh. who's already in the Dormelage. All right. Yeah, that makes it hard. <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I nailed it. Can we agree too? Best best Marvel movie they made this year. I mean, you got that Doctor Strange, Spider Man, Thor, December. 
Yeah, I think it, so. I think you just got um, Multiverse of Madness Thor. Thor. Yeah, one. I agree. Yeah, I'd probably say the best one. I think out of Phase Four, it's my second favorite movie. The only one I would go ahead of it is I. I I'd give Spider Man a, a very very slight edge. Of oh, the, slight. the slightest of edges for one me. One slight to me, but yeah, I'd, I'd rank it: Black Panther, Multiverse of Madness, Thor. Okay. I would probably. I gotta be honest. I gotta. I think I gotta give Thor a slight edge over Multiverse of Madness because I hate America Chavez so much. I can't even begin to describe it. <laughs> I really can't. Like the, the amount that she bothers me on screen, I can't. Get it's like because it. it's cheesy, or what? I feel like yeah, I feel like she's plucked out of the Disney Channel and put into the MCU. She's, and I'm like, yeah. I don't get it. I'm like, yeah. why? Like, how did this girl get this role? And she's just all of her like she's just one of those face actresses, and that, like none of her emotions make any sense. She's just. <laughs> Oh, I just uh, <laughs> just like for Disney, she should be doing hi. I'm actor's name, and you're yeah, watching Disney Channel for real. No yeah. shit, does, like, dude. No <laughs> shit. And then at the end of the movie, they have her like for like two seconds. She's like holding her own and kind of giving Wanda the business. I'm like, I swear to God, like you ain't shit. Yeah, like, if this girl like outduels Wanda, like I'm gonna leave this theater. Like I'm gonna walk out of this fucking theater. <laughs> Thankfully, you know, Saint of Minds prevailed, and Wanda ended up giving her the business. But I was like, my God, I was like, what is going on right now? This is craziness. But and I, I'd probably give Love and Thunder the slightest nod uh, over Multiverse and then Black Panda a good amount ahead of both of them. Yeah. I gave Black Panda, like I said, the only two takeaways I had was a couple of scenes that were, they were very dark and then the soundtrack. I gave it an 8.8. .8. I loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. There wasn't much that I disliked. Even like, um, so even like one of the things that made, made me sad during the movie, it was like when Okoye got fired, which granted was one of the best scenes for Angela Bassett. She stole the scene. But I was like, oh, I don't like, I don't like, I know Okoye messed up a little bit here. Like she was the one that really pushed to bring Sherry to Boston to go and try and uh, pick up Riri Williams. And, you know, she ends up losing her, which I get it. You know, you got to. And obviously there was some problems in the first movie. She stayed loyal to Killmonger after he stole the throne because that's what she's loyal to the throne. She's like a king's god. Right. But I get it. But I was sad. But then they give her basically she turned. I mean, she was already badass as shit as it was as Adora Milaje. And then they give her a full blown like super suit. Yeah. Well, it's an ugly super suit. I think it'll probably yeah, get a little bit stuff. better looking as time progresses. Yeah. Sure, even kind of makes jokes of it. Ever I know they made fun of it before they even like debuted it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's almost. I have to imagine that's a shout out to the comics. I'm gonna have to look that up, but I'd have to imagine that that's like a comic suit that they wanted to use, mm -hmm. and they'll upgrade it down the line. You know that would I mean? make sense. But basically, it, turned her into a superhero. And I love to see that. I think Okoye is a beast. Yeah, I love her. they needed her in the last fight. There, they sure did. Yeah. Namor sticking around too. I'm I'm good with Namor sticking around. Let's uh, let's I, do that. Let's I, do Namor. What we uh, thoughts on Namor? Uh, very good overall. I mean, he did one of those good jobs of you can kind of sympathize a little bit with his side. Sure, definitely. Um, I mean, the fact that you're going to have this, like, underwater kingdom, you got to figure somewhere down the line, whether it's fighting Kang, whoever's coming. Like, he even said, like, you know, they're, they're, they're going to need us, us at yep. some point. So uh, the fact that he's still around and he's going to be back out there, I enjoyed. I liked his character overall. He was badass at times, and then he's also, like I said, sympathetic. You could see his side a little bit. Yeah. So I was a big fan of Nemo. I thought uh, I thought it was pretty funny that they kind of built him up a little bit. We actually mentioned it on the pod a couple of weeks ago, but he like they kind of said he wasn't going to be like a true true blue villain. He was going to be a little more of an antihero. Yeah. That was bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> that was a complete. Yeah, that was fucking red journalism right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was crap. 
I mean, you can sympathize with him a little bit. You can, but, but he was still, he was drastic. You know what I mean? He was a little Thanos to him. Like, all right, I get what you're saying, but what you're doing is a little crazy here. You know what I mean? Yeah. As soon as one spot, like one little crew came down and kind of saw vibrating, he was like, all right, we got to kill all these people. All The whole world's got to die. Right. He's like, all right, bro, I think this is a little extreme. Let's settle down here. Let's take yeah. a chill pill. Yeah, Wakanda's doing fine with this, like, much more penetrable, you know, fortress. It's not like they're underwater by, like, thousands of feet. Probably you probably do okay, still hiding for a while. Yeah, but I thought uh, I, I liked Namor. I thought he was a damn good villain. This is I think two for two for the Black Panther villains. I thought you know Killmonger was awesome. I thought Namor was awesome. I'm happy to see him stick around too. I liked that they did some backstory. I liked that uh, basically like liquid vibranium turned him into a mutant from his pregnant mother kind of a thing. That was like wild. I was like, oh mm-hmm. shit, that was very fucking cool. Yeah, I wonder if that's gonna. Tie into other mutants and this introduction to this MCU and stuff. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I'm curious. This I feel like they're going to look into what sent those vibranium uh, asteroids or what sent them. Yep. You know, it seems like it's that sounds like maybe some intention. Thing. Yeah. That sounds like an Eternals job right there. Yeah. Like, why are these two places with it? Because um, it's not really anywhere else in the universe either, right? Does it come up? I don't no. know. I mean, till this point, we thought that it's the just, only one that struck down in Wakanda. Yeah. But like, sure, it's said, not just the best material in the world. It's like in yeah. all the worlds, it's the strongest, most yeah. powerful thing. Yeah. Yeah. I would say fucking Captain America's shield able to fight everybody, fucking all kinds of aliens, right, Thanos, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but sure, even says, you know, like the planet's covered, you know, 75% water, so it makes total sense that there would be other meteors that hit that just landed right. in the water and we didn't even know that they were there. Right. The underwater city looked awesome. That, I will yeah. say, that looked very, very cool. Yeah. I wish they scene. went more into the individuals, you know? Like, they had those two... Atuma um, and Namora. Yeah, those two. Yeah, Atuma and Namora, who were, like, the two commanders. Yeah. Um, and they were sort of established, but they basically just spent the whole time saying how badass and, like, unstoppable everybody was. Yeah. And then every time they were instructed to do something, they did it really effectively. And then it just basically wasn't until Namor had to give up. Yeah. I don't know. And the whole little mind control trick was pretty wild. I didn't see that one coming at all. Yeah, like the sirens. like It's kind of like uh, the Odyssey, right? Yeah, like the, yeah. The mermaids singing to the sailors. Yes, and, yes. Yep. All of a sudden, they start walking overboard and shit. That was pretty crazy. Very cool, yeah. The scene, too, where they all start slowly popping up out of the water, like one by one, and it's like all of them. I was like, oh, shit. Like, that was creepy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know, yeah. They, they did a really cool intro, and uh, yeah, I was hoping we could get more into them and... I don't know what their their actual power is. Obviously, they did do a lot of backstory, so they're going to be another. They're going to be a threat again. I yeah, think they they, they know there's more to get to into. But the other one to see though, I thought was very cool. The entrance, I uh, I thought was straight out of uh, Finding Nemo, where they go on the uh, the rip current there with the turtles. Mm-hmm. And that's basically how they yeah. like, ride into the city. That's what I thought right away. I was just like, ah, right, Calabonga dudes! <laughs> yeah. Let's ride on in. But I thought that part was very cool. I liked that scene with uh, with Shuri and him, you know what I mean? Kind of seeing the... Uh, like, actually, kind of like what you were saying. I could have easily seen that same scene happening just with the Chala. Yeah, that, that was, the stuff with Namor, I feel like they had planned all along. Yeah. Like, it just difference was just Shuri and T'Challa. Yeah. I feel like there wasn't really that much of a difference that they were... They had. I think that was their plan all along. Yeah, definitely could have been. Uh, I thought the the the, uh, the morning, all of the the, the shout outs to Chadwick Boseman and his passing, I thought were really good. Like as soon as the movie opened, the Marvel credits, the 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 Marvel screen that rolled, mm-hmm. totally cool. silent, no music at all. All of the pictures that flashed, you know, it's usually the whole gang, all of the Avengers and all that. It was just different, you know, shots of T'Challa and some written quotes too. Yeah, like some words from like all his main things. Yeah. yeah. 
But I thought that was very, very, very cool. Like right away, just kind of set the tone for the movie. Right away, I was just like, "Oh shit, this is gonna be, this is gonna be tough." And then it opens with Sherry like praying to yep. to Bost to give her, give her the strength to like come up with the right formula and yeah, make the uh, the heart shaped herb or whatever they call it. Yeah, that was that was, that opening scene was intense. Yeah, her just kind of running around like you you know obviously she's one of the smartest people on the entire planet. She can come up with all these amazing inventions and still just can't find something to kill this disease you know what i mean yeah. brutal goes right from that moment of silence to her just like talking to god and then the doors open to that elevator and she's got 30 seconds to run one more one more synthetic run at the the heart-shaped herb yeah now that do we think do we think she goes back to her role in the first one now that we know that t'challa had a son like do we think that like t'challa's son mm. becomes the black panther and she goes back to being the scientist creating suits maybe in like i think i'd be on board for that. seven <laughs> right like like what's the true like what's the time jump you know what i mean like, right yeah i don't see that happening for a while yeah i think shuri's on black panther for i would say this, this entire phase. yeah this this saga right. the um what do they call it the king no the secret wars saga yeah by the end of it secret i think wars secret saga. wars the final yeah King, oh, the King Dynasty. King there Dynasty. you go, King yeah. Dynasty. There you go. We are building quite the uh, young Avengers, though, between uh, like young young Hulk and Riri and tons of them. Kate Bishop. I mean, there's so many. We got introduced to King uh, Little Little Loki in in the the Loki series. Yeah, uh, Wanda's two kids. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, true. we know Thor as as a kid now. That's right, love. Yep, you got love. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many. Yeah, they've been they they've been plugging at that young Avengers storyline for a while now. Yeah, they aren't missing anybody. Everybody's getting getting some little youngling version Miss of Marvel. Themselves. That's another one down the line. You know, Reed Richards and uh, and Sue. They have a they have a kid too. Yep, he's supposed to be like the most powerful being, the most yeah, powerful yeah. like powerful superhero being. out of all of them. Yeah, <laughs> um, even um, Ant Man and the uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, their daughter, right. She's so. going to be a key part in this next movie, right? Yeah, yeah she's in a big role. Like sort of I can't wait things for that one. I don't know why. <laughs> Kang, Kang, like, I'm very interested in what they're doing with Kang. I don't know if you saw that poster role. I was talking about. Like, that poster. Oh, him, yeah, yeah, yes. I with did. Just Ant Man and the Wasp, one of the things is like middle. Very, family. very cool. That's an awesome poster. I can't was, wait for that movie. That was very, very cool. Uh, and then the other, um, back to the, the Chadwick, the passing, the after the Marvel thing, was the, the closing scene I thought was awesome with, um, like we mentioned, Latita Wright, Shuri's character. She's on the beach. She's all by herself, and she's burning her funeral clothes, and they just do like a little montage kind of flashing back of scenes of the first movie and Infinity War and stuff, and they were together. And I thought that that was a great, great way to end the movie, just to kind of like one last little reminder of like why, you know, why we were here, why we were so excited for this movie and stuff like that. Because mm -hmm. after we, you know, we did do the whole superhero thing. We had this big battle and stuff. I thought it was like one last good way to close out. I thought it was perfect. I, I love that they closed it like that. Yeah. Just with those little flashback scenes. Yeah. And then you go to the the end credit scene and we find out that him and Nakia, before he passed away, were able to give birth to his son, T'Challa. New yeah, T'Challa. Yeah, let's go. So BP Junior. Yeah, no shit. Who knows when? I think we'll definitely see him at some point. As uh, you know, who knows when it'll be? Figure, but yeah, he's a cute little kid too. Yeah, like he was all chuckling and stuff. <laughs> he was, yeah. he was. But this was a I movie. Guess. I loved so much about this movie, man. I, I thought it was such a good step forward for so many characters too. Like it was a good introduction, Namor, Riri Williams, and then it was such a good step forward for so many characters. 
I mean, I thought Koye, like we mentioned, got her suit. I thought that was a good step forward. Shuri obviously gets her suit. She's the Black Panther. That was a good step forward. I liked what they did with M'Baku in this movie too. Yeah. Especially like at the beginning, kind of typical M'Baku was like, let's just kill Fishman. You know what I mean? Funny. Like right away, he was cracking me up. Uh, when he first talks to Okoye, he was like, you demon bald woman. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, he starts off, let's kill Fishman, just very straight up in Baku. And then by the end of it, after he learns all the information and stuff like that, he's the one that kind of, you know, talks Shuri into rational thinking. He's like, hey, like, if we kill that god, we're going to basically... The, the serpent guard or, guard or whatever it is. Yeah. Eternal war. We're going to... Wakanda and these people are going to be at war for, for generations. He's like, that's not what we're trying to do here either. Yeah. Um, we also find out that he, him and T'Challa apparently had a conversation before T'Challa passed where T'Challa basically made him promise to look out for Shuri, mm-hmm. which I thought was very nice and stuff like that. He's much more, um, in the first one, he's obviously very hard, but at the end of it, you know, he obviously helps out the girls. He's a huge part of why he saved T'Challa in the first one. He's a huge reason why they were able to take out Killmonger. But this one, you know, he's a lot more, um, you know, sympathetic, kind of, you know what I mean? A little bit softer even. Yeah, not trying to prove himself at all anymore. That was, that was a big issue for him in the first one. Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, he knows he's earned his keep. Yeah, I liked Mbaku a lot in this one. Yeah, very funny too. Uh, I thought the stakes—I I mean, I, the stakes were high. I couldn't believe, you know, is Angela Bassett's performance was unbelievable. Yeah. When she died, I was stunned. That was yeah. something that took me totally off guard. I couldn't believe that. Yeah, sacrifice. That's what so. I'm saying. I feel like they would have done the same thing if Chadwick Boseman was still alive. Yeah, I like, agree. I think that's part of the storyline where they would have done the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. Kept him like, I don't know. Saved her, uh, sacrificed herself for yeah. uh, for Riri, which now I, like I said, I, I'm even more excited for Ironheart than I already was. I, I, yeah. I think that's going to be a damn good show. Yeah. Why'd they make her leave the suit? Is it because it was made of vibranium? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I know that Ryan Coogler is going to be. He's not like directing it, but he's working like very hands on with that series as far as like the what like what they're going to do, the tone and the vibes, and what they're going to do with the show, the storytelling and all of that. And another good thing I, I read about him, which I thought was awesome, was he had never learned how to swim until this movie. He learned how to swim just so that he could be, like, literally in the ocean with his crew. With the, boy. Actors, with the cameraman. If only other characters learned how to swim that we're about to talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no shit. Damn it, Kino. But everyone was, um, everyone was praising this guy. We mentioned it last week when we were previewing this movie. I, I said I watched that little behind-the-scenes thing, and the cast could not have praised this guy higher. And I was just like, I think that's a really Dealt, cool move. That's a tough hand, too. Yeah, no, real absolutely. Now the real tough hand, but I think that's awesome. Going, you know, at, you know, later on in life, like, all right, I'm gonna learn how to swim just so I can be in the water with my fucking crew, with the cameraman, with the fucking actors and actors, and I can direct from right there on the side of them, like I should be. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah, because it's usually like a fear thing. It's not like anybody's not capable of swimming. So right, it's just like a mental block. So it's a bigger, bigger thing than it sounds like. Right. As, as easy as swimming actually is, it can be a big thing to, to figure it out the first time. Definitely. Mental mental thing. No doubt. We know. I know a few people that can't swim. Shout out D. My girlfriend <laughs> can barely swim. There's a few people in my life that can barely swim. Well, you said, though, it's all a fear thing. Yeah, it's I feel like, like everybody's capable. It's yeah. not like you yeah, float less. Boat into the ocean. They'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah, you can just lay on your back and you're fine. <laughs> just relax. I think the movie reassured, too, that I think we, we totally agree and what we said was the right call, that they didn't have to recast oh, would have been terrible. No. a different character like i don't know like a koi or something like that like being the new black panther would have been terrible mm-hmm. i think it just kind of reassured what, yeah, what no. we were saying that like the characters where they were were totally fine and like it had to be shuri that had to be the black panther yeah any other decision would have been would have, like you would have lost a lot of points for me yeah i think so she was able to recreate the heart-shaped plant 
Yeah. So that was awesome. I mean, she, would, she it was her role. You know what I mean? It was her. It was her mantle to take up. And uh, I'm excited to see what she's gonna do next. I'm not gonna lie. I'm very excited. I love Sherry. I think she's a gangster. I, yeah. I love her. So I was happy to see. I thought she did. A, I thought she did a great job in this movie. Yeah, I thought uh, the morning scene she killed. And she's like the newest addition to the Avengers, basically, or to the to Marvel. So they'll they'll be yeah. mixing her in and all the new new ones coming up. I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Especially all the tech and stuff like that. She's obviously a brilliant mind. So yeah. no news if she's in. Probably not an Ant Man. I guess. No, it makes sense that they would. I don't know, ask her for help with something or something, but not a main character at least. Yeah, Phase Five is going to be pretty spread out. I feel like it's a lot of like different. I don't know. I'm very curious to see how some of the projects like what is like the Marvels going to tie into. It's going to have to tie into something. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is a weird thing for them to tiptoe. Is like, you know, like why doesn't Doctor Strange help out Wakanda? You know, like, right or whatever. You know, like they he could have made things a lot simpler for them. They he could just ask a favor from these guys that they've helped out before. But. Yeah, no, I hear you. I have to think that some of these things have to be going on simultaneously. I would imagine. You know what I mean? We just seen True. them at different times. True. But <laughs> Doctor Strange is like, yo, I just fought through the multiverse. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm <laughs> for tired. Real. Yeah, for yeah. real. For real. Um, the only other thing I feel like I wanted to mention, uh, I mentioned that Valentina was a huge surprise for me. The other big surprise for me was when uh, Shuri takes the, the plant and she goes, um, to, you know, like that, basically there, like, you know, whatever, the, mm. their heaven or whatever it is. Like, I feel yeah, like they call their, it. Uh, the, the plane there. Yeah, the ancestral plane. Ancestral plane. Thank yeah. you. There it is. And um, she sees, you know, that chair from the back. So it's like, all right, who's in it? It's obviously going to be some kind of a surprise. And I was just like, are they going to, like, CGI in Chadwick Boseman right now? Like, are they going to pull, like, a Luke Skywalker kind of a thing? And it fucking, it's Killmonger. Michael B. Jordan turns yeah. around, and I was like, oh, shit. I didn't see that coming at all. Yeah. She thought she was going to see Chadwick, too, probably. Probably. Her character, yeah. Yeah. But she's yeah, got a lot her of, uh, yeah, a lot of, <laughs> lot of revenge in her heart, clearly, you know what yeah. I mean? And she ended up seeing Killmonger as a yeah, that was a, cool, that was a really cool surprise. For real. And uh, yeah, he, did, he did a good job. And he had some good points. That he she, did? Yeah, she was doing this for revenge more than for... The right reasons, you know? Yep. I was uh, very surprised to see that, though, as soon as... That was probably the other... That was probably one of the other big moments after the mutant one. Yeah, definitely. That was, I was like, oh, shit! Yeah. I was like, hey, what up, dog? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of the best villains out there. I love you. but uh, And it kind of convinced me a little bit, too. I wasn't completely sold that Shuri was going to let Namor live by the end of the movie. I don't know how you guys were, but... Yeah, it was, was definitely some doubt in my mind. I was like, she... I don't know. She she might kill him. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely... I was up in the air. I'm glad that she let him live. Like you said, though, I'm glad. I, I like these people. I want to see more of Namor. I want to see more of these other bad guys and stuff like that, but... No, I feel like the whole every time there's a movie, like you don't have to kill the bad guy every single time. Right. right? Like I would have liked to see more gore and stuff like that. Yeah. Fucking, you know what I mean? Even Killmonger. Killmonger is another one. Just the one movie. Like some of these guys are awesome. Like yeah. give them a little bit of, give them a little rope to run a little yeah. bit. Now they're probably going to switch to the hero role. I think Namor is going to be more of a hero when they're facing a big, you know, whether yeah. it's Kang, whoever it is. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to switch over to that hero role now. Yep. But you always still doubt him a little bit. You know, Definitely. You know that yeah. thing he said at the end of BP2. He's basically just like, don't fuck with my people and we're, and we're fine. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? True. Like, so. He also basically says that we're going to wait for our chance for when, yeah. Yeah. when Wakanda needs gonna, us to help they're him. They're going to call on us. And then we'll kill everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then we'll enact. All of them looked awesome, too. All those fucking, all the head costume designs and all yeah. that shit. They looked fucking wicked cool. Yep, the, like water mask thing was cool too. That was yeah. Tuma like pulls his off and like puts it on Sherry and shit. That mm-hmm. was very cool. Yep. 
But uh, like I said, I, I I really liked it. I had very 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 little things I took away that I didn't like. I said I said eight point eight point eight for me. Uh, what do you, would you guys think? Final? Do you guys have a, have a score? Have a rating of any variety? I get seven point eight. Is the one I was going with seven, for a eight? while. Um, like I said, I just think the longevity of it and mixing in it's not their fault again. Like mixing in their original storyline with Chadwick Boseman passing away, I think it kind of led to a few scenes that were a little you know bloated or like extended. So I think that they shortened it up a little bit was the biggest thing for me. But overall, like I said, I think it was the best the best movie that they've made in this year. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I thought it was good. Um, I'm more in line with you. I think B B plus B plus. Yeah. So yeah, eight seven eight eight nice. eight nine. Um, I think they did a really good job. It, it wasn't the the nine three that Black Panther one was. Yeah, that's that's right around where I think I had Black Panther. But so, um, yeah. but still solid, and I enjoyed it a lot, and I can't wait to watch it again. And yeah, I can't either. Felt like there's a lot of stuff there. Uh, they put in there that will be relevant as we watch future movies too. Yeah, like they always do, but um, you know, I think that's what they took advantage of with these slow scenes a little bit more. Is is putting more of those Easter eggs, hidden, hidden gems in there. Yeah, no, for sure. I, uh, like I said, very, very, very few complaints. I will. I suggest checking it out if you're uh, if you're a Marvel fan. Definitely go and check it out in the theater because it was it was a damn good watch on the yeah. big screen. Now that you know what happens. Yeah, that's <laughs> actually a good point. Good point. True that. I fucked that up. Hey, we'll put the timestamp right there, and then <laughs> if, they, if they skip to, if they skip to Andor, skip ahead to, and yeah, hopefully you watch that, and yeah. uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, no, I would say uh, I kind of suggested to it too early. As far as Phase Four goes, I think this was like probably like my third, my third or fourth favorite project as a whole. I mean, I loved Loki's definitely my favorite thing from this entire phase, without a doubt. Without a doubt, Loki is my favorite <laughs> thing from Phase Four. I think right behind it. Is probably no way home. I really enjoyed that movie. I thought that was awesome. Flip, flip the two. Yeah, it's close, but yeah, I flipped the two. I mean, Loki's fucking phenomenal. Loki was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, I would say, like I said, Spider Man's probably two for me, and then WandaVision and Black Panther are the three and four. I'm gonna have to think more. I I'd probably lean Black Panther though, to be totally honest. I loved WandaVision. But it's like going back to if if they did what they did with No Way Home and they, I don't know how they would have done it in the trailers. Like, you know, you didn't really see in the trailers that there were going to be three different Spider-Man fighting. Yeah. So they took away that scene with shirt, like somebody dresses a Black Panther. You assumed it was Shuri. Like, I think that would have added more a lot shock more and to all, it yeah. if it would have happened. I think you're absolutely right. Because I think a lot of people were vowing for M'Baku. And as soon as you saw just the silhouette, obviously you're like, all right, obviously M'Baku's a huge dude. He's yeah. not going to be this fucking... You know what I mean? So right away, you're only down to like a couple people. It's like Shuri, Lupita Luongo, who's Nakia. You know what I mean? It's like you only get a couple of people. Yeah. Or Nakia. Um, but yeah, I fucking, I think that's going to basically wrap it up for Black Panther. Like I said, I loved it. I, I, I can't wait to watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. You going to go see it in theaters? Or I don't know. Out? I really wanted to see it in IMAX the first time. Unfortunately, it was like all sold out pretty much, except for like the first two rows, and I ain't doing that for IMAX. It's like, oh yeah. my God, you get yeah. blown away. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's psychotic. <laughs> uh, but I would, I'd like to see it again. Uh, if Maybe, who knows? You never know. If I get out of work early one day, I might just fly over. I have nothing to do. Nice. Get a couple of tall blue moons. Yeah, <laughs> yep. it's the way to go, baby. It's the way to go. I I, I loved it. I loved it. Like I said, I didn't. Even, I know everyone's different and stuff. But I didn't feel the two hours and forty really at all. I really yeah. didn't. No, I knew it was coming, so I wasn't worried about it. Yeah. Uh, I think that's gonna wrap it up for Black Panther, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
All right. From there, let's get into Andor. Andor episode 10. One way out. One way out. Yeah, good good episode name. And uh, there was a lot of hype surrounding this episode, boy. Before I watched it, I saw countless things online. People saying that, you know, this episode is elevating the show. Like, the best thing that Star Wars has done since fucking The Empire Strikes Back. I was just like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, all right, this episode's going to be unbelievable. <laughs> and while I liked this episode and I thought it was another good episode, I haven't... There's none of these episodes where I'm like, this is a bad episode. The show is very, 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 very well made. And it's very clear. Like, as soon as you look at it, you're like, oh, yeah, like, there's... A lot of effort that went into the show. It looks beautiful. The storytelling's very crisp. It's clean. It's original. The attention to details through the roof. It's a good show. To me, it just doesn't. Every week, it's just like I'm just like I come away from it. I'm like that was a good episode. But like I'm, I'm never like wow that was fucking awesome. Like that was amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's my that's like that's like my biggest takeaway from this show. It's like it's good. It's just not great. Like it's better than Boba Fett. It's better than Obi Wan. This is another good episode, but but to me, like this is still this is not the Mandalorian to me. I, I think Mandalorian still is in a different league from the show. That's fair. I mean, we were talking about it earlier, but I feel like episodes like this one are are on that level personally, at least for me. But uh, I agree that not everything is like that. I, we were talking. We think maybe like those three main finales that we've had so far. The, yeah, you know, leaving Ferrix, uh, the heist on Aldani, and then escaping the prison on. Narkeena 5 yep. are like the three big. Those have been epic episodes. Yeah, and, closing and like, out little storylines. Yeah, basically. but I'm, I'm with you. I, I, when I watched it, I was like, wow, that was great. But I didn't say that might be the best Star Wars thing I've ever seen before. Right. Like, I'm not, I wasn't on that level. Right. Um, so that's, like, there were times, that's all reaction. Like, Seth's watched a lot of, you watched a lot of Mandalorian together. You've watched a lot of episodes here and stuff like that. And there were times where I like, but the episode ends and I'm just like, my mouth's open, my eyes are wide. I look <laughs> over and I'm like, that was fucking yeah. crazy. Like, that was nuts. The you finale know what I mean? of two, finale of season two was, that was straight up like. Yeah. Awesome. But there's a few episodes where I feel like I'm just like, that was fucking wicked cool. But it's, like I said, it's not, I'm never ever saying that this show is bad. Like, it isn't. It's very, very good. It's very well made. But it's just like, it doesn't, it just lacks the fireworks a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's my, I would say that's the best way to say it for me. Yeah. Lacks that pop. They're handcuffed a little bit too. I, I know I was defending. I already gave these points to you, but uh, they, they aren't really allowed to use Jedi stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So a lot of the most exciting things about the universe. They It's kind of like off-limits to the show. That's, That's true. by design, but also just not what they're including. So I don't know. That, that could be with a, the missing spark that you wish it, it would be great if kind of thing. But Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe season two they'll show us some of that. Or, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I thought this episode was another good one, but I don't know. To me, even uh, I like the Aldani episode. The Aldani heist is still my favorite one, I think. I liked it a little bit better than this one. Yeah, that was really good. I'm kind of, can I say both? Can I be kind of greedy? Like, I felt left this episode feeling like, wow, that was a fucking awesome episode. Yeah. But I also, at the same time, like, let's, let's take a time out here. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah, I got you. Take a timeout, real quick timeout. It's <laughs> not the best Star Wars content that has come out in the last forty years. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I think that's fair. The man, like, I kind of have both ways. Like, I got the you. Mandalorian, like I said, every even even the filler episodes are like, wow, that was an awesome episode. Yeah. Like I'm thinking of like, like remember the second uh, season two? They're fighting like the, the ice spider. 
Yeah, pretty much the whole time. Yeah, it's like, that, that's one that, like, in the long run, it didn't really have a great effect on the whole show. But I was like, man, that's an awesome episode. What about even episode one when he goes into the little town and they fight the fucking huge worm? He teams yeah, right. up with uh, <laughs> yeah. a guy from um, yeah, the, the girl next door, Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, Thank right. you. Yeah, that was an awesome episode. Yeah. Well, like you said singular story, but it was like that was awesome. We're working together with the sand people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that was cool. Yeah, Tuscan Raiders and the fight with them too. That kind of goes to that point though, where it's like it's not everything has to be Jedi related. Yeah. There are other things that you can do that, like, you know what I mean? They still yeah, did, the, they the, did the Tusken Raiders gimmick, though. Like, they used that. They, they used did. that yeah. ammo. That, yeah. That is not using any. They used the the Mon Mothma ammo. That's all they really used that's so true. far. I don't know. But that's what, get, that's what gives the show a boost to me, is that they're not doing this stuff, and it's still good. So you I get, a little, you get yeah. a little extra for me for that. Right. But like I said, it's not better than The Mandalorian. It's not better than Rogue One. I agree with both of those. Yep, um, I agree. That's probably about it. I wouldn't be afraid to put it third. I think it's better than Obi-Wan, Boba Fett. Definitely. Um, anything like the last trilogy, anything that came out of the last trilogy. Yeah. So it's not wrong in saying that it's third, but... to say Although that first movie I actually thought was really good. I As much as I like I shit all over this, yeah, I thought that the first does, one was pretty good. It loses a little bit for me just because how it... How it trickles down from the, the last two, but yeah, you're right. The first, the first movie is very good, but yeah, I liked that. First I don't know. I kind of go both movie. ways. Star Wars in general gets a huge boost to me, so I was at the same point. I like, I was like, wow, this that was a great episode. But at the same time, let's let's dial it back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. One take, one small, one small takeaway I had from this episode that I didn't like: no Ramsey Bowen. Fucks up with that, right? No Ramsey. I'm like, come on. I know you know what I, I noticed as I was like watching it, and he wasn't. I was like. Fuck, I think Reggie's my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't even know if I would notice if anybody else wasn't on this show. I was like, where the fuck's Ramsey? I want to know how's the 9 to 5 going? Where's Bob? Like, I want to know what's going on. But I did love did the secondary storyline in, in the episode. Uh, for this one? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah no, possibly uh, his. The Deidre? Yeah, with her, like, her um, like, you know, assistant or whatever, and then talking with Luthen. Luthen and stuff? Yeah. yeah. And we might have met Ramsey's uncle, too, right? We saw... This uh, I don't know. This uh, crime lord guy that uh, Mon Mothma meets with, oh, we we yeah. theorized that. I don't know. That was one of our guesses yeah. uh, recently. We like maybe that's the yeah, uncle. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that rich, rich, rich crime lord, uh, crime lord guy, and he right. said he has a fourteen-year-old son. Yeah, that he wants to bring to town. Right, so I don't know his other Ramsey's cousin. Let's get into it. So, like uh, Luke said, episode ten, one way out. We open up at the prison. We see that the uh, the old man from uh, the work crew that passed away at the end of last week's episode, he's kind of getting, his body's getting escorted through the prison there, going right through all of the workroom and stuff. And then we see uh, Andor and Andy Serkis' character. They're having a little conversation in private. And Andor's basically saying, you know, we got to waste no time here. You know, they're going to find, the rest of the prisoners are going to find out that we're not getting out of here. Mm-hmm. And once we, they, once we all figure that out, the guards are going to know we're going to have basically like riots, like on a whim so they're gonna up security they're gonna be bringing in more guards so we have to strike like tomorrow we have to get out of here this is the best time this is when like the least guards are gonna be here this is our best chance Andy Serkis kind of hesitant like fuck tomorrow that's pretty fucking soon like I don't know man you sure about this kind of a thing (laughs) yeah and does a good driver kind of driving it home though gets gets the point across it seems like yeah that was intense it was it was intense yeah uh, the big quote there was that he he's saying that power doesn't panic Yep, that was a good one. So he's he's saying like, just the way that these guys are reacting right now shows that they don't have full power. Like they're they're rea- if they actually had control of us, 
they would not be doing this frying a whole level thing. Right. You know, they're scrambling. Yeah, he's got a he's got a good sense of how the empire works and the way that they think. Even he's uh, he's clearly spent some time on the inside. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously not working for them, but trying to impersonate soldiers and sneaking around and watching them, spying on them, kind of thing. He's done a lot. He's done his inside homework. Right. Right. And that's why Aldani was so easy because they were yeah. actually in power, or they thought so. So they weren't panicking. They were very lax. And you need to you need to attack when it's like that. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they end up going into basically like their their bunk quarters there, where all the rest of their workroom is. They're all kind of you know in their in their beds and shit. They enter the room, and uh, Andor starts trying to tell them basically like what happened. Like, hey, they fried like an entire floor. We're never getting out of here. And right away, kind of it's like half and half. You get some guys that are like, oh yeah, that sounds like the Empire. And the other half of the room's like, no way, I don't believe him. Who the fuck is this guy? And as soon as fucking Andy Serkis kind of starts hearing these little chirps and stuff, he kind of steps up. Like, he was a little hesitant a second ago when it was just the two of them in private. Yeah. But now when it's in front of, like, the whole battalion, the whole fucking workroom, the whole squad, Andy Serkis, like, he backs his boy. You know what I mean? He makes he, he, he drives home the truth. You know what I mean? He's like, hey, we're not getting out of here. Like, yeah, the only way we're getting out is if we fucking make a way out, basically. Yeah, that was wild. Uh, I have it here, actually. Uh, they're not letting us go, ever. We're going to die here or in the next place. So let's get our heads back in our cells and start figuring this out. I like it. Yeah, he had a, he had a lot of good uh, little monologues and stuff. A little yeah. couple speeches. Yeah, that's still Definitely the, the highlight of the whole yeah. thing is yeah, Circus's monologues. Yeah, Circus was really, really good in this one. Yep. The and ending for him was pretty heartbreaking. I was just like, oh my God, we just did all that. Yeah. Fucking... But good way, to, good way to open up the episode right away, setting the, setting the tone. Like, all right, we're, we're going to be popping out of you. You know what I mean? I, th- I thought it was badass by Cassian, too, how he, like, stalled in the hallway there the hot with the hot floor about to turn on. And yep. he waited until the last moment just so he could get, like, everybody's attention. Yeah. Like, they were causing a ruckus their whole way, walking to their cells. And then he's, like, making sure everybody's listening to what they're about to say. Just as he's pressuring Kino into deciding to make his speech and stuff. It's yep. just kind of like... Forcing everybody's hands. Observant cat. Making everybody realize that tomorrow's the day. Yeah. Yeah, no. Like I said, yeah. good uh, good opening scene, though, to set the stakes for the episode right away. You're like, all right, kind of sit up your seat a little bit. Like, okay, let's fucking do this. Let's fucking, let's get out of Dodge here. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, we go to the Empire. We go to Deidre, Kyburn, a couple of other, uh, seems like other high-ranking Imperial offices. They're all kind of having like a little meeting. And we find out that the plan that we put in place from episode nine, where we put the the dead pilot back into the cockpit of a ship and kind of just let a drift at sea, worked like a charm. Yeah. The rebels found it, didn't like really think you know anything the wiser. There's like oh yeah, typical accident kind of a thing. So the plan worked perfect, just like just like they wanted to. And then um, Kyburn's like kind of like all right, like you know, good job everybody. And then this one imperial god who we don't really know yet. He kind of chirps up like, hey, like we should follow our routine, basically. like We would look into this normally under normal circumstances. Ex- if they think it's an actual accident, we should do our normal circumstances. Yep. And as soon as he says that, Kyron's like, that's a great idea. Like, Get on it kind of a thing. And it's like, all right, we got another another smart guy here. You're just going to like this dude probably. Yep. There's also a vibe, though, that he was like one-upping her a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I he's, like, he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, who's this fucking guy? Like, come up with better ideas than me. What's going on? Right. Yeah. That was kind of her job already. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she was doing the blevin and shit like that. Right. Now he's doing it's it like, to her. Oh, but yeah, I feel you. He's got another pet. Uh, that guy. But yeah. yeah. Then we end up getting a little more background on him, too. So We definitely do. Yeah. We definitely do. But right away, that was uh, the Empire's playing that cards pretty right. You know what I mean? Good good thinking. Good dairy plan. The plan we said that. last week was a good plan, and that's why it worked. And now they're continuing through it. Empire's doing the doing their homework right now. Yeah. As long as they don't have any leaks. 
Uh, we go back to the prison, and it's like uh, we see Ando. He's in his cot. It's like the morning, like the uh, basically like that version of an alarm clock is going to kind of sound off. The lights going to pop on, and um, Circus is going to give another one of these little little monologues. You know what I mean? As they're getting ready to go into their work shift, kind of just like, all right, boys, I'm acting as if I'm already dead, and going from there. I, I mocked that one. Though. I thought that was yeah. an awesome quote. I got this one here too. It's another shortish. Where you go? We're done with counting shifts. There's only then and now. There's only one way out. Play it how you want, but I'm going to assume I'm already dead and take it from there. I like it. I like Beast. it. Beast. Yeah, you Beast. gave a lot of lot of good ones this week. A lot yeah. of good ones. Just so, get the boys rallied up. Actually, yeah, it gives me the chills. Makes me want to go fight somebody. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. They're going to keep us down. The face. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> it's one of those you're on your couch watching it. If you can get a reaction of you on your couch, yeah. like, whether it's like leaning forward or like, you know, giving like, ah, let's yeah. go. Yeah. Like, that's what it works. So, like, yeah, like you said, the whole entire thing. Yeah. He's given speeches that I'm like, numerous times I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Quick turnaround, too, though. You know what I mean? Like we said, he was a little hesitant there in that very first conversation. But now he's the one that's, like, rallying the troops right away first thing in the morning. He's fully bought in. Like, he knows he knows what the he knows what the deal is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though he only had, like, fucking a couple hundred days left and he was about to get out of this joint. He's like, fuck. Like, guess we're going to have to do yeah. it the hard way. Yeah. And we'll probably get to it later, too. But he, he had a lot more internal dilemma than we thought yeah because he he didn't know if he could get out even if he could get to the top right? yeah yep yep yeah. yep um but we see uh after he gives his little his nice little pep speech all the boys all the work shift they kind of just go down to do that normal routine so that nothing's awry they kind of head down to work mm-hmm. um from there we go to uh my one of my favorites mommy martha mommy Aww. martha she's with her boy uh take homer and they are going to meet this I, they, they mentioned him as a gangster last episode, but this guy was a pretty clean-cut-looking gangster if I've ever seen one. He was well-dressed yeah. and stuff, well-polished. Yeah. He sells it's, the fancy drugs. Yeah. For real, yeah. <laughs> he sells those little worms. <laughs> the death sticks. He sells death sticks. De- <laughs> <laughs> you want to buy some death sticks? You don't want to sell me death sticks. <laughs> you want to go home and rethink your life. You want to go home and rethink my life. <laughs> um... But they are having the meeting with this this loan shark kind of a guy. You know, we need these 400,000 credits basically to cover out our withdrawal to fund the rebellion. And this is the guy that's going to hopefully get the job done. And right away, they kind of, all right, let's cut the bullshit. Let's get right into the heart of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can tell right away that this guy, he doesn't like the Empire either. He doesn't like their routines and their, all the, like their you know, uh, rules that they're putting into effect, all their laws, all that. He he's not about it. Right. He mocks her for not being able to, like... Put the right furniture in her house that she likes. Yeah, it's it's like owned by the Senate or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Giving a little, giving a little shit talk to the Senator and stuff. Yeah. Um, but then we, you know, Mom Moth is like, all right, cool. Like, you, you know, we're good. We're gonna do this deal. Like, how much? You know, what do you want as your reward? What do you want to be paid? Basically, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what is your fee? Exactly. Take home even says like you want, you know, obviously like a percentage of the four hundred credits. That's what we, you know, the four hundred k credits. That's what we assumed. And he's like, no, nah, I don't want any payment. And Mon Moth is like, no, I don't want to have to owe you one. Like, I'd really rather pay you. Mm-hmm. And the dude's just like, well, I guess then that sucks because it's either my way or the highway kind of a deal. And Mon's pissed. She's like, she's not about it. You know what I mean? And, and right away, he's like, she's like, what do you have in mind? He's like, well, I've, you know, I haven't been here in a long time. I'd like to be invited back. And she's like, all right, that's it. Cool. That sounds easy. I can do that. No problem. Like, you want to come back next Tuesday? Yeah. He's like, I want to come back with my 14-year-old son, though, too. And right away, Mon's like, mm, fuck that shit. Like, yeah, what she do knows you, what he means. Yeah, what are you trying to do? Like, betrothal? 
But in his defense, though, he's like, no, 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 we don't, no patrols. All I'm saying is, is I got a 14-year-old son who's a good-looking kid. You got a 13-year-old daughter who's a pretty girl. Let's just put them in a room together and let's see what happens. But the, the cards right. will fall where they may. Right. It's a harmless-ish. Yeah. So I was like, all right, this guy doesn't seem so bad. You know what I mean? He's yeah. a bit of a loan shark, but he's just trying to make his way up in a little bit in the world. He's not even yeah. asking for a full-blown patrol. He's like, my, son, my son's got swag. He can handle himself kind of a thing. <laughs> right. This girl's going to want to marry Just give me the intro. He'll exactly. Take it the rest of the way. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, this dude this doesn't seem so bad at yeah. all. But she's just like... I'm not involving my daughter with any of this bullshit. Yeah. Keep her as far away as... Yeah. Says so. she's not even going to consider it. And right away, he just like calls that bluff instantly. He's like, oh, you're thinking about yeah. it. Like, a, that's that's, that's the first untrue thing you've said. That's yeah. Like, yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's a good line. That was a good line. Yeah. But uh, I kind of liked this guy. He had some some swag to him. I liked him. Yeah. Well-dressed, like I said. He looks like he's uh, he's doing well for himself in the gangster lifestyle. Yeah. It seems like he has stupid money, too. Like Yeah. 400K, 400K is nothing to him. Yeah, shit, doesn't, yeah. doesn't want to make money on it. He's, he's got enough. True. Does he yeah. want? Yeah. yeah. It's like, I want something money can't game. buy. Yeah. Yeah. Playing the long game. Being, you know, it'd be, uh, what is it, the son-in-law to a uh, senator. Yeah. So that's a nice little role right there. Right. And that's the guy I was mentioning earlier that could be the mysterious uncle, uncle of Ramsey. I like that. I mean, they, they look similar. I'm, look, I'm looking for everybody to be his uncle at this point. So that might be confirmation bias, but... He's going to have to have a, a big bounce back, I would say, in these last two episodes. Because he's been, like, a very major character in this show. Like, they've showed him, like, I think every episode, right? Because this is the first one he's not in, I think. Yeah. yeah. He's, you got to figure he's got a huge role in the last two. Yeah. Like, we get some clarity. Turn the tides. Yeah. He's coming to the Rebellion. I still I think he's it. switching. Yeah, I, I still think, think so. he's switching to the Rebellion. Ramsey's coming to the Rebellion. I think more likely is he's he fucks something up that helps the Rebellion. <laughs> Ooh, but he tries so hard to be like the by yeah he tries so hard to be like the daddy wild but the other the other one that like you guys said which is definitely possible is he just gets so fed up with trying to help and no one wants to listen to him that he's like all right let's join the other guys instead but i feel like he might he's just like the the purest isb guy ever yeah and so it'd just be ironic if he's the reason why some bad shit happens i do like that we're <laughs> talking about like cameos too it'd be hysterical if ramsey fucks up and like the emperor's cameo is just like force lightning ramsey smash him in half real quick <laughs> that'd be hysterical i mean i'd crack up that'd be a tough way to go but i'm not gonna lie that would be Zap very very him. funny uh, but this was a cool. This is a cool little scene. Like I've already mentioned uh, in the previous episodes, I, I like getting a little bit more, a little bit more Mon Mothma backstory and stuff like that. Because obviously, when we mm-hmm. see her in the movie, she's kind of like the the queen of the rebellion, kind of. You know what I mean? She's the shot caller. Yeah. And uh, it's nice to kind of see the little steps that see her progressing. You know what I mean? Yeah. She doesn't know what to do next and needs needs some favors. Yeah, she's gonna have to turn pretty quickly. I think she's gonna have to take the steal. Yeah. What about? Uh, I mean, Saw Guerrero is not really on the same page as Luthen. He's um, he's not like rolling in money. That's what I was just thinking. I was like, I don't know what he's got. He's for got credits. some money. He's trying to buy shit from Luthen. But that's true. That's true. That's um. true. Uh, speaking of Luthen, that's actually what we're going to go to next. We go to uh, Luthen's shop, and his assistant. He is. Uh, she's given him kind of an update that basically there is a man that hasn't contacted Luthen in a year. They don't give, tell us exactly who it is yet, but he is basically sent up like the signal. He sent up the bat signal. He said, "Hey, I kind of want to meet," kind of a thing. Something about removing our hand railing or something like that. Something yeah. very, very weird. Um, but the assistant's like, she, she ain't really feeling it. She's like, thinks it's a trap kind of a thing. Which she seems much more precautious than, than Luthen does, you know what I mean? Last week we saw yeah. it, I think, a little bit, or two weeks ago. And we're seeing it again, you know what I mean? She's yeah. kind of like hesitant. Can I interrupt with a question? Yeah, of course. Is this assistant 
the um the hooded lady who visited Vel and told her to kill Andor? Because we haven't really seen that person come back. I think it might be the same person. Fuck, I don't know. Maybe. I think it might I'd be. I'd have to look. It might be. But that would be her sneaking behind Lisbon's back this whole time, too. And I don't really know. But they, they haven't come True. back to her if if it is somebody else. Yeah, I think it might, I think it might be the same person. So little screen time that it's like... Yeah, it's, I can't even acknowledge if it is, but you could be right. I think it is her. Brunette girl, I know that. That's about it. So she's she has the same goal, but doesn't really agree with Luthen's methods, maybe. Yeah, I think she's, she's she, trying like, to go around Luthen to do the same rebellious stuff, but Yeah. I think she supports Luthen, but I think like I think she thinks she's a little bit of a risk sometimes. I don't think she I think she knows actually I think that's what a good assistant does. You yeah. know what I mean? She's kinda trying to take care of the little the little scraps that he might not be covering up so well, you know what I mean? She's right. taking care of her boss, man. Yeah. Which uh, it seems like I said, I think it's kind of her, her. I think it's her role, basically. Right? Do you know if that's right or not, Seth? Just like question mark. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't tell you either way. Yeah. Wait and see how it goes. I think it might be. It could be. I mean, if I just we just pull up the screenshots or whatever. Be, yeah, yeah. Be tell, but uh, I don't know. She, she also resembles Princess Leia, which threw me off the first she time. She did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she did. The one that gave the instructions to Value Sand, right? Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Big time. Mm-hmm. Um. But like I said, you know, the assistant not really about it. Luthen's kind of like, don't worry about it. We're gonna, we're gonna go ahead. I'll, I'll be safe, kind of a thing. Yep. But like I said, we mentioned we haven't, we haven't heard from this guy in a year. So like, oh boy, like, all right, who's this gonna be? Kind of another thing. mystery. Another mystery is right. Uh, we go back to the prison, and we're on the work floor now, and we see a couple of the, a few of the prisoners are starting to get a little, a uh, little cold feet. They're panicking a little bit, kind of a thing. Like, oh fuck, we're all gonna die. Mm-hmm. And then you have a couple of the other, you know, the the more calm guys who are like, dude, we're going to die, like, anyway. We're going to either die in here or we're going to die trying to get out kind of a thing. Like, which one would you rather be? Yeah. But it's just funny to see, you know, some of the boys starting to get a little little crazy. Yeah. Some of them just have thought about it longer or are at peace with it. Yeah. Uh, or are more fed up with the conditions or whatever. But, yeah, they, they all eventually seem to be on the same page. So, strength in numbers there. But it is, yeah. it is an interesting uh battling of the conscience there definitely definitely um so we know that the entire escape plan is basically based around the entrance of our newest worker the guy that's going to be replacing the old man who died last week that's when we can take our plan into action so like we said everyone was doing their normal job everyone's trying to do business as usual and it's all right time for this new guy to come in we see that he's going through the little empire security just like andor did when he first arrived so he's going to be coming down the elevator shortly as soon as that kind of starts happening, we see Andor make his way to the bathroom again, which we've already seen. He pops that panel off again, and he starts continuing his work, soaring into that pipe. But we know it's got to be today, so we kind of have to escalate this a little bit. He brings another kind of like a sort of like a pipe to wrench and kind of fucking, you know, levy it and fucking break that thing open. And sure enough, water just starts bursting out of it, shooting all over the place. Yeah. Intense, like sixty-second scenes back and forth between the two. They're like, <laughs> "Yeah, are they almost like, done inspecting this guy? Is he almost done breaking this pipe? Is he almost done inspecting them?" Yeah, it was very cool. I was Intense. like, right away, as soon as they were breaking, I was like, I was very curious what was going to be pouring out of you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But as soon as as soon as like all the water started bursting, or right away, I was like, "All right, I think I see what we're doing here." Mm-hmm. So Anda goes back inside. Next thing you know, they're escorting this dude down, and they literally like fucking shove a like a drove into the elevator so that it gets stuck. Mm-hmm. Fucking elevator, so that's it's going, you know, tilted and shit like that. The new guy that's fucking coming on down to join the room, he sees a little moment. He freaking, the, the Imperial God, he like kind of like, when the elevator broke, he kind of like stumbles, lost his stick. 
Got yeah. the guy picks it up, fucking jabs him with it, gives him a nice little electric guy. I was like, all right, this new guy fits in. Like he gets it. That was a huge plus to the whole operation. <laughs> yeah, there. no, yeah, like, for real. A big variable that he just took out one of three guys. That's a good point. Without yeah. even knowing the plan, just instinct took over. But as soon as like I said, a good this guy's part of the crew, gets shot right afterwards. Hits that one guard and then just gets blasted by another one. Like, all right, see you later, bud. Yeah. That adds a lot of just power to the, the whole escape. It's just how many guys go down. Like, yeah. They do lose like ten percent, twenty percent of the guys. Yeah. It was very funny to me as soon as, so after they kind of hit this elevator with a little rig to kind of stop it from moving and stuff. So, all right, the attack's on now, right? We have the water, we're waiting for that to flow in. We're kind of just waiting for our moment here. It's like, all right, what are we going to do? We have like, you know, two gods on this balcony with blasters. It's like, throw stuff at them. It's like, throw whatever you got, pieces of metal, pipes. Like, it's like, yeah. just bring a rock to a gunfight, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, Jesus, this is not going to go great. <laughs> the rock to a blaster fight. For real, yeah. Rock to a blaster fight. My yeah. God. But yeah, it was all key on exactly where the elevator was stopped and yep. being able to just barely, like it still took and or yeah, uh, like a couple ten, minutes, 10 seconds. Or, yeah. like just even once he was hanging by the ledge, took him a, a while yeah. to get that last Feet, feet, so yeah. So Andor starts trying to climb up the place. elevator, and as he's doing that, he friggin' takes out a couple of the gods. We see one of the dudes in the controls, like, all right, let's fucking shock this floor, let's get these fucking prisoners. As soon as they kind of make the call, Andy Circus's character makes a good call, like, everybody on the tables, good idea. You don't want to get electrocuted, that's gonna be brutal. Yep. So, a bunch of them, a couple of guys did eat it though, unfortunately. A bunch of them, though, they get up on the table safely, they hit the floor with the electrocute, the, uh, the electrocution, you know, the shock or whatever. And because of all the water from the pipe that Andor cut, boom, it like fries the entire electricity and all the the ability to basically shock these prisoners. Yeah. Basically allowing them to have like a free roam. You know what I mean? They don't have to worry about getting zzzz. Yeah. Uh, not the best backup plan ever by them. But no. They, they got cocky. That's classic ISB shit, you know? Yeah. They, they thought they had a foolproof security system. Until they didn't. Yeah, for real. I liked uh, I liked seeing Ando a little bit of action there. He fucking just like takes on the god's foot and then fucking blasts the other guy from the Yeah, ground. he got all the kills. Like, Hell yeah. 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 Everybody else was just distracting so he could pull the trigger on shit. Yeah. But yeah. Very very nicely done. Yeah, it was very uh it was very, very cool. Um but now like, you know, so we get those guys, so now it's like all right. Now it's like it's really fucking it's on, on. Now. Yeah, Andy Sargis like fucking attack, you know what I mean? All the guys start yeah. trying to climb up the elevator and shit like that. Um we see Andor take out probably, I'd say, four or five guys easily, I think, no? Yeah, he's he's the... Had to been like four or five. It was the first two, then two or three more in the uh, like in the control room. And there's barely the any guys. Yeah, yeah. No, They no. end up saying there's almost 5,000 prisoners yep. between the day and night shift. And what we say, 12 guards 12 per guys, floor? Yeah, at the most, yeah. Andy Serger said. Never yeah. more than 12. 84 yeah. versus 5,000. That's crazy. They're fucked. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Uh, they kind of end up getting into like a little uh, like a little room basically loaded with blasters and stuff like that. So all the prisoners, they're able to load up now. So now we have a squad. We got blasters. We're all making our way. Yep. And this scene I thought was very, very cool. I thought this whole thing was uh, was pretty damn awesome. Yeah, especially the, the encounter in the c- command center there and the whole speech. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah. That was awesome. We got coming. That's, that's what really, that's the big hair-raising scene for me. The speech got me going. Yeah. So and yeah, Andy Circus and uh, and Andor they're gonna make their way basically up a nightmare amount of stairs, mm-hmm. a lot of goddamn stairs. But they're gonna get uh, into the the you know the control room basically right as the guards are getting ready to like fry this entire place. They stop them. 
pretty intense little fucking scene, though. I thought Endo was going to start blasting people because we've already seen him be pretty cold with the trigger in this show. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was ready for him to just be like, starting just like executing these guys at freaking, you know, blast the point, basically. Um, but it's well, actually Andy Circus who, who kills the first guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kills one of the three. Shoots a god to show he's not playing around. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we're not fucking not yeah. doing any of this empire bullshit. Like, yeah. I know you guys had the information that we need, kind of a thing. Yep. And the second guy's immediately like, I'll shut it off. Yeah, yeah, right away. Like, <laughs> I don't want to live. I don't even like the empire that much. <laughs> yeah. 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 This guy, right? <laughs> yeah. For real. And they end up letting him live, looks like. They don't, yeah, they I don't think show so. him or the, the leader dying. So. You can always tell when one of those guys is being, like, brutally honest. Like, he's just <laughs> giving all the information away, like, right away. Yeah. He was even like, if you want to shut down the whole entire facility, like, I don't have those keys. That guy's got those keys. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's a bitch. He'll do it. Yeah, for real, for real. Um... But this was good. I like that uh, Andor, after they kind of shut down the whole place, you see that the whole thing is run, because it's in the middle of this ocean, so we see that the whole thing is run off of water. They have to like basically shut like these huge gates down. Yeah. They said um, it would take months to restart them. Yeah. Just because it's a slow process of moving, just like oh, thousands of tons of water again. Like, makes sense. Once they're going, it's less energy to keep it going versus... Right, right, once it starts. Getting it started, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got you. That makes sense. Kind of crazy. Uh, Andor gives the guards a little, a little taste of their own medicine. Fucking on program, fucking yeah, fucking. very cool. That was the that was the point where I was like, oh man, like mm-hmm. he's gonna he's gonna kill these guys. Yeah. <laughs> but then it was cool too. Like he did that, established his power, and then he's he me. Like it's all yours, Kino. Yeah, that was very cool. He's like, yeah. this is your moment. It's got to be you, kind of a thing. Like you're the boss man of our floor. They'll listen to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. We already saw what happened when I tried to be the guy to speak up. People were like, yeah, you're lying. Who's this clown? Mm-hmm. It's got to be you. Yeah. And like we mentioned, Andy Sergis is going to deliver an awesome, awesome speech. Epic. Epic. I got, I got a, the whole thing, too, if you want to go through any of it. Yeah, what do but, you got? Uh, I mean, probably won't read the whole thing, but... I did like that he started a little slow. Kind of was a little... <laughs> is that all you got? Yeah, <laughs> that was great. That was great. Started a little slow, didn't really get into it, didn't find his footing. <laughs> right. He was hesitant at first again, actually. Kind yeah. of back to like that first scene. He was back to... He was like... Endo was like, you know, this is you. And he was just like... Right. Uh, he really? starts like, he starts with just the uh, status update. He's like, My name is Kino Loy. Yeah. I'm the, the ship supervisor on the fifth floor. Right, 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 right. Uh, we've secured the whole I'm on the eighth floor now, we've secured the command center or whatever. But he's like, Is that all you got? That I liked. I yeah. did like that a lot. But that's when he started to really start to, you know, dig in and, and make it epic. Yeah. I mean it's it's a really long one, so I won't read the whole thing. But hit uh yeah, hit hit some of the good parts if you got any. Um, so the a big one is when he quotes uh, Andor, he's um, says, "We'll never have a better chance than this, and I would rather die than trying to take them die trying to take them down than giving them what they want." So that's yeah. him quoting Andor from earlier. We know they fried a hundred men on level two. We know they're making up our sentences as we go along. We know that no one outside here knows what's happening, and we know that when they say we're being released, we're being transferred to some other prison to go die, and that ends today. There is one way out. Yeah, that was awesome. The one way out was great. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. One way out. It was awesome too. In the rest of the prison, as you go through the floors and they're all chanting, and climbing up those stairs. Those one way. Stairs. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. was very, very, very cool. Yeah. I also liked uh, how you you were mentioned like just the pure numbers of it with the five thousand prisoners compared to say you know whatever it is, like, even a hundred guards, whatever it is. They're like the gods are hiding. There's a couple of them like in a jan- like basically in a janitor's closet. You know what I mean? <laughs> and one of them accidentally say like kicks the bucket. 
And the fucking headroom was like, what you doing, man? You're going to get us all killed. Shut up. You want to die, man? What you thinking? Yeah. I thought that was hysterical. I'm not going to lie. I thought that was very, very funny. Yeah. They're literally hiding in like the one place that you can't be seen. Yeah. If they were in the room, you could see them through the window. There's yeah. Underneath the little circle window in the door. Really? Yeah, they're they're scared shitless. Some of these guys, I mean, I, I can't imagine what I mean. I don't know exactly what kind of jail this is. It seems like it was just for anybody that was physically able to do labor. So some of these guys, I'm sure some of them probably earned their their seat here. You know what I'm saying? True. I know Andor was you know wrongfully kind of convicted here, but I bet there's a couple of these prisoners with some pretty bad motherfuckers, <laughs> some shaved dudes. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah, yeah. They give him a blaster and they're just like, oh yeah, let's go, baby. <laughs> right back to where they were before they got put in. This <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this is obviously, you know, this is uh, one of the climaxes of the season, I imagine. But this was a good good speech. Mandy Circus really fucking delivered, like you said, get you, get you ready to go run through a wall. You know what I mean? Yeah, very, very cool. And uh, yeah, like his. He ends the speech chanting one way out, and he keeps chanting it as he walks away from the speaker. And he's, I don't know, this is very cool. Yeah, it was. And then they, as we, yeah, they, uh, they walk out to the. Yeah, we see the prisoners that made their way up. They make their way all the way up to the, like, you know, basically like the top floor. So now they're like overlooking the ocean. And these guys are just fucking jumping out, just diving, like, hey, let's go, baby. And I was like, where the fuck are y'all swimming to? Right. We saw when Andor flew in. It looked like there was just a lot of ocean around. I was like, y'all are going to be swimming for a while, man. Yeah. I mean, I know it's your only option, but true. you should have some true, idea true. where oh, you're going. Yeah. My God. Like, who knows? Like, y'all, I hope you guys can see land at least. Like, yeah. you know which way you're swimming in. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and then, these guys just launching in. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. And, and then, we see Andy Circus. Yeah. Heartbreak. Can't swim. Yeah. Andy Circus just deer in, deer in headlights. Just yeah. like. Huh. And I was like, what's the problem, bro? He's like, can't swim. And I was like, can't believe it. Like, oh, like, what do you, what? Can't swim. Ugh. And then Andor gets knocked off. Yeah. Loses Which any chance cool. of helping I thought that him. that was a good way to do that. Yeah. Luda just got like basically pushed in the melee to make it, you know, make it out. Yeah. Crazy. And you got to figure too, like, uh, like what we were talking about before. Like, I feel like uh, Kino had to have known. That that's how was... you're going to escape. Yeah. Right. So right, like, right, like right. he knows that he's probably not escaping and you know swimming away or whatever it might be like his goal is to just get this this prison breakout and like he's just done he's done with this like prison camp yeah he doesn't even care if he gets out or not i think he just wants to see the downfall of this camp probably like, he explain knows, some of his hesitancy yeah he knows yeah, he has to swim a little away. bit more right and like he knows he he knows he can't but he's still he's on board like you, you've seen the prison cell like he knows that it's all water right 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 out. so i think he knew that he wasn't gonna get out yeah he wasn't weighing uh, the risk versus his survival. He was weighing the risk versus his friend's survival. He knew he wasn't going to make it. Yeah, yeah, no. make it either way. And the, I, I like the way they closed this out too. After like, so you, like we said, Andor gets kind of pushed in. So Andy Shark is still kind of just left there by himself, not by himself, but unless other people jumped in and stuff. Yeah. And then they, did, they do like the zoom out of the prison, like the aerial view, and they just kind of keep going up, and you just see like there are prisoners just like jumping out like in all kinds of directions all over this prison. Mm-hmm. There are just mass mass escapes. So. Yeah, I mean, I that was very cool. it, yeah, it seems very uh, not good for Kino Loy, but they also kind of leave it open. You don't, you don't see what happens to him. Yeah, yeah obviously he doesn't come up in these other other uh, Star Wars contents that we have coming up. But I don't think he's officially down like and out yet. <laughs> I like to see him around. He's not yeah. officially down and out. No, no, he's definitely not. He didn't die. I mean, we know that. But I mean, he supposedly would have, right? He can't he swim, have, yeah. but they didn't oh, show. Oh, he's jumping in. You're saying? Well, yeah. he had to, didn't he? He's either 
Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, other than that, like, unless there's like a whole bunch of other guys who can't swim, they're like, all right, we're gonna fucking levy the Empire soldiers yeah. like hostage. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. We're gonna use these guys as hostages and get a tie fighter out of you. <laughs> or, or there's nothing floating in the entire building you can bring with you. <laughs> there you go. That's an idea. That's yeah. an idea. You, and if you know too, like, I don't know how well of a reputation he has with the entire prison, but if you know that that's the guy that made that speech. True. I'm like, yo, yeah. dude, we'll, we'll get you out of yeah. here. Like, like, True. We'll just like hop on our back. We'll float you away or something like that. Like, True. We'll find a way to get you out yeah, of Yeah, there's definitely some hope still. Yep. We have a chance. Yeah. Kino Loy. Cool, little, uh, cool little escape, though. Andy Serkis had a good good role in this show. Let's see if we'll see him again. Maybe season two or something like that. Maybe he'll pop back up. That'd be cool. I, I mean, it's a good way to go. If not, pretty epic. You, yeah. you could see the pride in his eyes about getting... His guys out. You know, right. he, he didn't seem like he lost at the end. He seems happy, even though he was about to die. <laughs> yeah, but he knew what the other option was. He was finally convinced that he was either gonna just waste away in prison forever or get his boys out. So yeah. he got his boys out. Good man. Cool, uh, cool breakout too. I liked, uh, I liked seeing the plan come to fruition and all that. It was very, uh, very well done. Very well done. One way out. Like we said, the attention to detail in the show is, is always very good. I like the way that they, uh, the storytelling's clean. Yeah. Never have, like, we you know, the little princess layer up in the vents becoming a droid, and she's, like, nine years old, like, rewiring things and stuff like that, which is, I like that, you know what I mean? I yeah. hate to see that shit. Just annoys Much me. more human. Yeah. Much more human. It's just grounded. It's just, yeah. like, yeah. Just better storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, we go to uh, our closing scene, which is a pretty wild one. The Imperial Guard that suggested that the Empire do things as usual earlier on in the episode... Um, the one that made the suggestion in the, in the Deidre meeting that you know they continue continue their business as usual so that the rebels don't think anything the wiser. I think his name is Young or his last name. Okay. Yeah. We see he's making his way through some sketchy alleys. You know what I mean? Coming across some sketchy characters. He's clearly doing something that's a little off the books. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's gonna end up getting into this very shady looking elevator. Reminded me of like a fucking. Remember, you know what? Reminded me of the Laser Gate Forever fucking elevator. <laughs> <laughs> That sketchy fucking box. It's like rattling. While yeah. <laughs> he climbs into it. He fucking uh, reaches up on like the little panel up top, grabs his earpiece, pops it into his ear. And who is it but fucking Luthen? Pretty cool. So the guy that sent out the SOS signal, hey, I want to talk. It's this Imperial God. So it's like, oh shit, we have a man on the inside. You know what I mean? Which is nice. Pretty high security. Uh, yeah. Uh, fireside chat here, you know? Yeah. It's like dial 215 if this is a trap. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it's that pretty, pretty badass. Cool. He already yeah, like, was pretty he already cool. like 100 floors down in an elevator in the ghetto talking on a like hidden right. earpiece, but got, got some fail safes ready to go. I thought it was pretty cool just the way like he was like, at first I was like, is this how it's just going to be? Like, we're just going to talk to this earpiece. But then, like you said, it goes down however many floors and he gets to the bottom, the doors is open. Then Luther just like standing there, like cloaking all, just looking badass. It's like mm-hmm. kind of dark and shit. Yeah, that was, I was cool. Like, oh shit, like Luther ain't playing. Yeah. And Luther wasn't. He was, uh, he was being a little threatened to this guy. He was kind of, you know, just asking basically like why he asked for this meeting and stuff like that. And right away, the guy kind of starts giving him information. He tells him all about Deidre. Tells them all about the things that she's kind of doing right now, trying to tie the Aldani case to the Fenix case, trying to find Andor and this Luthen, who they titled Axis. Axis. Yeah. Yeah. He's giving them all this stuff. But Luthen's kind of just like, all right, like, there's no way that we haven't met in a year. Like, you, you send out the SOS for, like, this? Like, you're deep on the cover kind of thing. Like, you better have a damn good reason. This isn't it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sees right through it. Yeah. 
And uh, the guy basically turns out he's a, he's a father now, and he's he's trying to get out. He wants out of he wants out of the spy life. He's like, oh, my wife makes good money, kind of thing. Like, we're just gonna go away and we'll live off her. I'm gonna quit the empire. I'm gonna quit the rebellion. And Luthen's like, bro, you must be crazy. Yeah, like you think we're gonna let you go? Like you know you're as well as I do. Yeah, yeah, you're in. You know way too much information. You're too valuable. He even mentions uh, the guard mentions that. The Empire is on to the raid that the, Reb- the Rebels are currently planning. He tells them about the whole ship thing, the dead pilot, tells them all of that. And he's kind of like, you know, all these guys are going to be walking into basically, you know, a, a suicide mission. And Luthen's like, it's only 50 men. Like, we got to, you're more valuable than these 50 guys are. Like, you on the inside giving us information is way more valuable. So Luthen's literally ready to, like, just sacrifice these 50 Rebels in this raid yeah, that's an easy decision to him it's like yeah it is no brainer yeah yeah it was very too easy almost yeah um, yeah kind of crazy and it shocks shocks this guy young a little bit shocked uh, me shocked me a little bit I was like, all right luthan like i know we're in a rebellion i know it's you know serious circumstances and shit but luthan ain't fucking playing man yeah it's all yeah ready to sacrifice 50 dudes 50 dudes a lot of dudes yeah. i goes, mean i feel like the rebellion's not popping yet either yeah goes back to what we were saying at the the beginning of the show like, I think the big overall thing is that, you know, this rebellion had to do a lot of dark stuff along the way. To get yeah, that's true. To to. That's true. That's true. So, like, Luthen's relentless. That's true. I liked yeah. uh, the guard at one point asked, asked Luthen. He's like, you know, I, I fucking have a wife. I got a kid now. Like, my life's kind of on the line. Like, what do you sacrifice? And Luthen gives a nice <laughs> little monologue of himself, man. Oh, yeah. There was a couple of good lines. There was one, he's like, I'm fighting for a sunrise that I'll never see. I thought that was a good one. That I thought was really really good but yeah. basically I'm saying you know, I sacrificed everything I sacrificed my whole fucking life dude like yeah, I, got I got nothing it. I did everything in this rebellion I got a two liner right here I burned my life to make a sunrise that I know I'll never see there you go yeah and the ego that started this fight will never have a mirror or an audience or the light of gratitude so what do I sacrifice everything yeah <laughs> was, it was good it's fucking pissed yeah <laughs> That was very good. I also liked that he called him, like, he was trying to stroke the ego a little bit still, too. He's like, you're a hero. I need all the heroes I can get, you know what I mean? Kind of a thing. I liked that. Right. Still trying to, even though he was being a little threatening and stuff, he was still trying to talk him up, trying to keep his head on, head, head in the game. Yeah. I thought there was another cool line, too. Uh, he said something about, like, an equation that he wrote 15 years ago yeah. that he's, like, had to stick to. And, uh, I don't know, it's, it had some, like, Nemec vibes. You know how Nemec's, like, the young... He's just like logical, mathematical guy, yep. and he just has these principles that he sticks by, and he's doing all this crazy shit because of his principles that he's sure about, and that's, that's what Luthen kind of seems like too. Like he's, it's like I decided this shit was true, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm true to myself, and here I am. This is the shit that it's led to. I like that. It's the same equation that he wrote in Goodwill Hunting. This <laughs> it's the same equation he wrote on the board to have somebody Damon. fill it out. <laughs> Uh, this was a, definitely a cool little scene, I thought, to end the episode, especially. I definitely didn't Wasn't see that coming it. at all. Yeah, yeah, no, not at all. I didn't even know if we were going to go back. It was one of those things because like, I feel like Luthen scenes have been kind of quick sometimes since the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't even know if we're going to go back to him to meet this mystery man. But that was a cool way to end the episode. Yeah. And my brain, even like with that thought, I didn't even, when I saw that guy, my brain never went to Luthen for some reason. I don't know why. I was like, oh, who the fuck is this guy meeting with? You know what I mean? He's got to be meeting with somebody off the books kind of a thing, but. Yeah, I guess I don't really... Oh, shit. I was like, duh, that makes perfect sense. I'm like, damn, good job. Inside man, nice. That's nice. Good yep. thing to have. Yeah, I, I can't remember my exact thoughts. I guess I when he was doing the sketchy walk, I assumed he was informing somebody, but same. I, I wasn't automatic. Should have known. I think, too, if, if Deidre's as like, 
not as powerful of a villain, but you know, if she's as good as what we think she is in yeah. the show, she's got to catch on to it, right? Yeah, probably. Like if she has any any amount of like value as being a like the bad guy in this show, she's got to catch on to him. Yeah, I could see that too. He's I gonna see slip that being up like somewhere a... down the line, whatever it might be. She like she might get information or something, but mm-hmm. yeah, and Luthen Luthen feeling bad. He he said like a couple times like I think about you all the time, kind of a thing. So yeah, like, feeling feeling a little heartbreak, especially now he's seen and wants to get out and stuff. You know what I mean? Right. So they could definitely take a toll on him. One slip up that they do kind of show earlier in the the episode is um, Vel's friend. Cinta? Cinta, yeah. They yeah. show her just like one she's still on Phoenix. 20 second scene where she's yeah. kind of like following in behind some people that are leaving yeah. Cassian's mom's place or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then Deidre's guy sees her go in there. Oh, no shit. Yeah. He, he just kind of. He's he has a position of authority, kind of like talking to people, but he he sees her kind of yeah, like yeah, 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 slipping yeah. behind, watching her, watching them, yeah, that thing. It was a very very short little clip, but it's another little slip up we got coming, a little leak. Yeah, I got you. Uh, but that pretty much. And then they, we actually we just see real quick. We get kind of like a little closeout shot. We see Andor and one of the one of the other prisoners. It wasn't Andy Circus. It was this guy Melshi that's going to be in um, Rogue One. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. All right, all right. I got you. That makes sense. Yeah. So the two of them, uh, the two of them, we see they escape. They make to land, kind of thing. They're on the run, so they get out of there. Get out of the dodge. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I did want to mention that I, I, I kind of forgot to mention earlier on when he was talking to, I think it was when he was talking to Andy Circus. I think it might have been right at the beginning of the episode, actually, when he was saying that we need to leave tomorrow. He said something just along the lines of, oh, "Whatever we're building is like very important to them. They like they need it very badly." Mm. Which kind of goes to what we were talking about as far as the Death Star last yeah. week and stuff right. like that. So yeah. it does seem like it's even the way he says it, like they they need it, like it's a singular thing. Because we mentioned like, say, like Tie Fighters or ATETs kind of thing, right? But the way he said it and worded it made yeah. it seem like it was a singular kind of an object, like a big and, project, right? Yeah. A big prod, yeah, exactly. So I thought that I want I, I I kind of took note of that just because you had mentioned it last week, the Death Star thing. I thought that that was great. Uh, now I'm on the lookout for kind of signs of that. Yeah, I think that's guaranteed. When, yeah. Once you said last week, like. He he built it and he destroyed it. Yeah, like that's that's just the poeticness that they want to do with this show. So that, yeah, that'll be it. I could I'm even positive. see that like coming up, like almost like in the writing room when they're talking. Like, all right, like what are we gonna? We want to do an Andor prequel. Like, what are we gonna do? It's just like, well, he destroyed the Death Star. Like, how about he like helped build the Death Star? And like, all right, yeah. like fucking. Yeah. How about that's do? one of five huge things that this yeah, thing right, shows. Right. Yeah, right, right, right. It'd be cool because Jalen, like Jalen Erso in Rogue One, I think he had more of like the plans for the Death Star. Right. And now you got Andor, like you have somebody actually physically there building right the mm-hmm. Death Star. I think it'd be true. I think it'd be a good connection. Yeah, he knows it inside now. Yeah. But um, like we kind of said at the top, another good episode. This show, yeah. every episode, is they're all very good. They're very well made. Like I said, they're very like, they're just well done. Yeah. Nothing ever cheesy or schmaltzy about them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're heavy too. They're heavy. Like, you know, they're very like emotional episodes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They pack a punch. But like I said, I just wish there was a little bit more like, I don't know, a little bit more flash, fireworks. Spark, you know what I mean? A little more sizzle. I, I wish you would... I don't know. I feel like this is the episode did not have that complaint on. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's just kind of but, as a whole. It's not, it's yeah. not so I, much... I can, I can episode, take it as a whole. Just, it's, I can take it as it's a whole. It's just the whole... The, yeah. But this episode whole. was so good. This was. This was a really good one. A bunch <laughs> I, of great dialogue. Yeah. I think now, too, the last two episodes, I almost... I guess it sounds bad, but I almost don't want to see Andor in the last two episodes. Hmm. Like, I think there's other character connections. Like, I want to see... 
Really? Kind of like full circles. Yeah. Like I want to see like how less Andor. How Mon Mothma's story of, pays off. Yeah, instead of starting over again in the middle of a desert. Right. Like right, 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 right. Where's he going to escape next? Yeah. Kind of like I want to yeah. see more. I want to see what happens to, to Ramsey, you know, Mon Mothma. Yep. Luthen. Luthen's character a little bit. You got to figure you get a little bit. I don't know if he goes back home to his mom. I think you're gonna get, probably got to get another mom. Yeah, the, the only scene or episode. The only spoiler yeah, about probably going to be some kind of a send off. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. I know B two emo is in this next episode. That's the only hey, only little slip that I got. No. More B2. Yeah, we'll bring B2. love that. <laughs> Give me more B two. Give yeah. me my boy. So they're gonna be back on Ferrix for a scene at least. Okay. Yeah, they did. They did go there for like you said like twenty seconds in this episode. Real, real, real quick. Yeah. It seemed like mom's still having some uh, some health issues and stuff like that. I said she's not taking her medicine. Yeah, it's all it was was like, like yeah, doctors walking away, talking yeah. about her, and then Cinta. Uh, yeah, Cinta. Cinta rolling in. And yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy watching her. Yeah, but uh, good episode. Like we said, uh, now that it's it's Wednesday today, episode eleven is out now, which means a week from today we'll have our uh, our finale out. Yeah, we could do it sooner too. I mean, yeah. uh, I'm probably gonna watch it tonight. Uh, yeah, we got episode eleven. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It depends how you want to split it up. I know we gotta got some homework too. Yeah, yeah. We'll I'm definitely gonna watch 1899 and uh, All's Quiet. All's Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah, definitely looking forward to diving into both of those. I can't wait. Get a lot of homework for everybody this week. Yeah, <laughs> study up, boys, but, ladies uh, and gents. I think that's gonna wrap it up for Andor. Unless anyone's got anything else. No, let's finish strong. Hopefully these last two are both equally as good as 10 or better. Yeah. Don't, need to, don't need to restart some, any more arcs, like you said. Yeah. So, Probably more like emotionally strong. captivating versus like, I don't know how to how to explain it, but this last one was more like visually captivating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, think yeah, we yeah. get a little bit more like emotionally tied with the last two. Let's get it. I'm yeah. into it. I could see them too, maybe setting up something a little bit for maybe for Bix for the second season because I, I expected her to be a bigger character in this show. And she hasn't really done too much. But, yeah. So I'm thinking maybe in the second season she'll have a little bit of a bigger role. Right. So I could see maybe yeah. maybe she, like maybe in these last two episodes like she gets off Fenix kind of a thing or something like that. Like she yeah. has to leave Fenix maybe. Like I was saying, ultimately I don't – like I'm sure she's more involved in the show. But in the long run, like I said, she's not around in Rogue One. So. No, that's true. That's a good point. He's got know. a new love interest. Yeah. yeah. Not that he's interested in her right now, but they, they got some history. Yeah. They, yeah. They got, you know, they're going to reconnect. She'll be back. Yeah, but Andor is also when we see him in Rogue One, he seems like he's angrier. He seems like you know what I mean, even more. Yeah. Like obviously he is in this show too. He obviously already hates the Empire, but but Rogue One, he's even it seems like it's more intense than it is right now. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Cranked up a little bit. So I think some more things still have to happen. You know what I mean? Uh, unfortunately, hey, we're here for it. Yeah, yeah, we sure we certainly will be. Like we said, two more episodes. One of them's on today, and then uh, we'll see the next one next uh, next Wednesday. But we'll be here to cover both of them. That's going to wrap it up for Ando. I think that's going to wrap it up uh, for us for an episode for tonight. Yes. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, hope you guys all enjoyed the episode as always. Uh, like I said at the top, get into that uh, contest that we're going to be doing here. Make sure you go subscribe to our YouTube channel. First hundred subscribers are going to enter the raffle. Get a forty dollars AMC gift card. So we want to get that done as quick as we can. You know what I mean? Let's fly to that hundred number. Let's yeah. get that raffle out. Let's give somebody a nice little, uh, nice little gift card. Don't miss out on free shit. Damn right. So just simple as going to YouTube and smashing that subscribe button. You know what I mean? Like I said last week, go friggin' even if your parents don't listen to the fucking show. Hey, mom, dad, do you want to try to win a forty dollars gift card? You like going to the movies? Just go smash the subscribe button. It won't kill you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Make some fake accounts if you want. There you go. Do whatever you got to do. Do whatever you got to do. 
Um, but as always, I hope you guys all enjoyed the episode. Um, please, please, please share the episode around. Tell anybody that might like it. Share it on your channels. Subscribe to the channels on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Leave us a comment. Leave us a rating because all that stuff really does help. We want to get this show bigger. We want to get more eyeballs on it so that we can grow. Um, but that's going to wrap us up. Thank you for Seth on the ones and twos tonight, as always, baby. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Ready to hit the books, do some homework. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of homework. All is quiet on the Western Front, 1899, White Lotus. Uh, lots of homework. And then to uh, my co-host this evening, Mr. Luke Kleinen, thank you as always for coming in, bud. It's been a pleasure. Of course. Great time as always. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. Good time going to the movies this weekend, too. So we'll uh, yeah. have to do more of that in the future. Definitely. Uh, but we will talk to you guys uh, next week and uh, enjoy your watching, all right? Peace out, peeps. Good night.